Welcome to the What Remember Oscars 2018 Spectacular! I'm Bradley Jones! I'm Andrew Moldenhauer! And I'm Andy Hubert! And this isn't What We Remember! It's just (laughs) us talking about the 2018 Oscars! What a spectacular year! Spectacular year! (laughs) (laughs) Not for movies, though. (laughs) Just these last two months have been good. So we're going to give you a little rundown, a little spoilerino of our thoughts on what these movies are. Maybe you don't even know what these things is. What even are movies? Nobody knows. They're pictures that move fast. Someday I hope we find out what they are. Maybe Maybe we could do a podcast about them or something. (laughs) Andy. Never mind. I'm not going to tell them. Okay. (laughs) We're doing that podcast. It's it's right now. It's happening. Oh, shh. I didn't prepare. (laughs) Also, this is our first off-week, I don't know how to call it, uh, episode, and uh, Board Member's going to be coming with content every week, every Thursday. It's going to happen. Starting with this one of some kind. We We rewrite some of the films we've seen. We talk about chips. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the real highlight here, is talking about some potato chips. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Our, our producer, we fired him, and now we're just doing anything. Yeah, who cares about that guy? Yeah. <laughs> we had him tied up in the basement anyway. Yeah. Before feeding him popcorn. Ooh. Your worst nightmare. Yeah, well, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's uh, talk about the nine movies. that. Why are we nominating nine it's movies? Ten. I thought it was ten. One, two, are you three. missing one? No, it's nine. It should be ten. Nuh-uh. The Shape of Water, yeah. Lady Bird, yeah. Get Out. Yeah. No, Get Out. Oh, okay, here I go. <laughs> Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right? Is that how you say it? That's the longest title yeah. of any <laughs> <Yeah>. movie ever. <laughs> Dun- Probably not true, but Dunkirk. Yeah. And it's about Star Trek, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Phantom Thread. Yeah. Darkest Hour. Yeah. And I have The Pest written down. A John Leguizamo movie. <laughs> <laughs> One stinky, winky, winky. Two stinky, winky, winky. Oh, wait, it's going to be a sweep for no. the pest. I think that might be the post. Yes, oh, oh. yeah, the so post. So that's nine. Oh. I'm not missing any. Did I? Did I? I don't know. There's nine. Don't double check me. I think there's always nine. There was ten at some point. It was ten at some point. Uh, okay. Because I was like, uh, Tom Hanks, I remember like Tom Hanks giving the speech. I was like, back in... The last time we Way had 10 movies was in 1958, and now we're doing it again because people stopped caring about the Oscars too much, and now we got to freshen it up. And everyone was like, yeah, everyone kind of stopped Well, caring. I only saw three of these, so I'm going to talk about one only that three of I Brad. saw. Brad. And it's, which, which three did you I see? I saw The Shape of Water. Okay. I, I did saw not see that. Get Out. I saw that. Get Out. Oh, again? Leave. <laughs> I already got out. And I saw Call Me By Your Name. That's interesting. You saw two movies I did not see. You saw, I think, all of... Those are the three movies I did not see. Oh, I think we I have think. them covered. You didn't see Get Out? No, I still haven't. Andy, I know. Get I just saw, Out. I just saw... Uh, I, I just saw... I'm going to make um, a bold claim. I think Get Out is the best movie out it's, of all of these. Get Out, pictures. Andy. I don't want to spoiler alert anything, but no, then... I'm not getting out of that one. Get Out. It I is, am not it, getting out of that one. It's my pick for Best Picture. I think it's going to take Best Picture this year. Is it? I haven't even seen it, and that's my pick. It's the sequel to In and Out, right? Yeah. yeah Inside with, Out. Uh, oh, Inside Out. Yeah, the Pixar oh. movie. Mm-hmm. I did think it was a sequel to In and Out. Now, 
did they was it called get it out because i think that'd be a fun title too get it, <laughs> get out. it out get it get out. out get it get it on that was a movie that came out two years ago so let's talk about the shape of water okay guillermo del toro oh no what did you just say <laughs> is that is that it Guillermo oh, del taco <laughs> oh no i think you're just saying the food that you want right oh, now i do <laughs> His so, uh, last movie was Guillermo. a big fat dud. What Crim- was his? The Crimson Peak. Oh, gee, I don't even know. I that movie. Was I don't a recognize big, that name. I at don't all. even know what that's. Well, Guillermo, what that about. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is one of those weird directors where, like, he sometimes he does like those movies that are just like insane, like Pan's Labyrinth, like incredible movies. Then he'll do, you know, he also does Blade Two, where you're like, which you love. I do. I love that movie, but I'm like, this is the same director. Yeah, <laughs> so they're just opposite ends of the spectrum. It's sort of it, like it George like Miller he's... doing like the the Babe Madagascar the or whatever, and then yeah, also doing Happy yes, Feet. Why not? Happy Feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does feel like he's doing like a, a mass audience movie, and then he's doing kind of like an independent like art film, and then mm-hmm. back to a mass audience movie. And so Blade Two is the uh, the That's art the film. Art film? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Are you sure? This movie's set in like the forties, maybe fifties. Fifties. Yeah. It's set in the olden times. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's all about this lady who is can't speak, mute. Yeah. Yep. And she works at like an aquarium kind of. It was like a government place. research facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly there's this like weird creature that comes into the facility that they got from the Amazon. Yes. Okay. This is like an X-File. Yeah. It's like an X- <laughs> they found an X-File out there. Mm-hmm. And it bites off Michael Shannon's hand. Oh, jeez. Like his fingers. And then they have to go clean it up. So that's when, like, her intrigue gets piqued with this fishy monster. Cause is she just, like, a janitor there? Yeah. It, okay, the trailer made it look She's like, like hmm, he likes to her eat fingers. A, I like to Octavia eat fingers. Spencer. We have so much in common. Finger foods. Finger foods. Mm. Finger Maybe we'll go to a good. party later. <laughs> and that guy who's great. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. bald guy. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> huh? he, Richard Jenkins. Richard is in this film. Jenkins. You're making that guy oh, up. Oh, yes. Uh, Richard Jenkins. The Visitor? Yep, The yeah. Visitor. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. I, do, I actually do Step know Brothers. Who yeah. Step yeah. Brothers, yeah. He's, yeah, been yeah. A, he's a great actor. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. Yep. She, uh, he plays her neighbor. And they communicate to each other. He's like, how? He, he does like uh, posters for, well, she just, he can just read her lips, I think. Okay. Maybe he hmm. needs a little sign language too. Because she signs to him and he can just know. So. Oh, okay. He does movie posts. Post, no, not movie posters. Posters for like. Uh, Is this the mist? <laughs> food and creams and stuff. Like advertising. Oh, okay. Like 50s okay. advertising. Yeah. Which yeah. is always really cool. That's pretty neat. But his. Uh, He's on the way out. He's a little older. They're going different ways. Yeah. They're like, we need a little bit more mad, mad, I was going to say, is this the mm-hmm. sequel to Mad Men? <laughs> he's also dealing with his budding homosexuality. Okay. Which he's finding later in life, You I said think. budding? I think he... Budding? Just, I think he... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Can I... That's the right one. <laughs> Oh, I like what you did. Why did you do that? What is this, like a third grade thing? Can it be? I mean, can it be? Why not? Are we allowed to do that sometimes? But uh, she wants to rescue the fish monster, and he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And then he goes out and gets rejected by this dude at a diner, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's a big jerk face. 
And he comes back and like, oh, I guess I'll help you save this fish person. So it's like they're trying to get this fish guy out of this facility because it's wrong to have things in prison. Blah, 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 sea world. Oh, Orcas. Oh, yeah. Da, oh, da, do, do. Leave the activism at home, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a lot of Hollywood like films just in the background of this movie. Hmm. So it's kind of a Sure, I, I guess it gives too. it kind of a setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can... the setting's really cool. Yeah. The, and the Academy loves self-referential yeah. foom and films. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And this is a foom with it. <laughs> it's all money. <laughs> so they fall in love, her and the fish lady. They mm-hmm. share a bonding experience over some eggs. They play music together. It's the perfect relationship. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to date a scaly monster man? I mean... Is it is it more of like a loving relationship between like two people or is it more of like Sexual. a relationship between two a person that and want an bang. animal no no people it feels more people they have sex <laughs> wow that's like the big thing in the movie it's the it's the cover for the dvd <laughs> <laughs> is it very like a humanoid creature no uh it, have you have you it seen... looks like the thing from hellboy yeah as i say it looks like the fish guy from hellboy or the, the gill monster from yep. um creature in the black lagoon yeah, he kind of does. So it is kind of human humanoid esque. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. And Doug Jones is in that costume, and he's awesome. That guy not getting an Academy Award nomination blows my mind <laughs> for this film. Uh, that doesn't make any uh, sense. Doug to me. Jones, who, who's who is? Oh this? boy! Can you help, help me out? <laughs> help like, me out a little like, bit. Explain Andy movies to Andy. Yeah, please. He's, he's usually in costumes for films. He was in all the Abe Sapien costumes for Hellboy. Um, he was in the, the Pan's Labyrinth goat costume. Okay. Um. If there's a skinny creature that's not a CG thing in a movie, he's in the costume. But specifically with this director. Yeah. That okay. goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's also great. Yeah. He does great interviews and stuff. You should, you should listen is, to Doug Jones Is talk. he more or less, is he more or less in the costume? Or yeah, all is the time. It, okay. It's a, it's a real costume. Mm-hmm. It's not like a CGI. Never. Like, the only thing oh, CGI are like backgrounds. Okay. Say, say, yeah. It's not Guillermo's way. I love that. I, I can... 100% respect. Everything's that. real. Actors can touch stuff. It's hidden in like this weird vault that they have to open and just hang out. It's like swims around in a pool. It's a fun movie. I would love to see like some of those VFX breakdowns because I wonder if they yeah. like it's I, I'm expecting I again, maybe I they make his this, eyes blink or something. I'm like I'm VFX. feeling it very kind of Mad Maxy where like there's a lot of visual effects but they're just subtle things that are like laid over all the real stuff and it works really well. Um, I, that, like I watch I Mad like Max that's... and everything feels like it's actually happening and a lot of it did, but I mean, they still stitch a lot together and manipulate the environments, especially backgrounds. Yeah. And I think that's the right way to do it. Cause I was going <clears> to <throat> say too, I, I feel that CGI should be used more for that for, yeah. for adding these like, like draping over like background sets to, mm-hmm. to intensify them other than like making whole characters CGI. Right. Yep. Or sets. Yeah. Like, I don't want... It does like just feel weird unless you're just gonna go all out with it like Sky Captain or something. But yeah, although there there is a time and a place where CGI effects were brand new and people loved to use them yeah. because it was a new, <laughs> new technology. Yep. So there's a plot of the film. It's that Michael Shannon, who's working for the United States government, is trying to like like figure out what this thing is. And he ultimately, there's like a Russian spy that's like in the group, like mm. also feeding out information. So you know there is a spy and you don't know mm. who it is? So it's kind oh, of you know who it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, the movie tells you. Ah, okay. And like it's that playing with that emotion of like, 
animal rights in a way. It's like, should we be doing this to this creature? What mm-hmm. should we be doing? Right. Hmm. There's the two sides of it. Like, her wanting to free it and them wanting to study it. Sure. And also, there's there's this little Russian um, MacGuffin in the background, like, moving the plot forward. Yeah. And well, that's Shape of Water. Yeah. you like, But you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like it for... Any other awards? I don't know if... Like... Oh, probably visual effects and makeup. Sure, and I costumes. can see that. I don't think it's nominated for costumes. That's baloney. That but they only do, yeah, th- they only do like they three do movies that? for co- the makeup and costumes or whatever. And His costume's incredible. Makeup, I think, is going to be the Winston Churchill movie because mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is gone. Like, you don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. he, because he becomes a big old fat guy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of prosthetics. Yeah. He's nominated for a director. I don't yes, know if he'll he win that or not, but... Cool he, he, he won for I... the Golden Globes, though. He yeah, won well, Best cool. Director. And I don't, has, don't they usually like trade that off? Like if someone wins that one, they don't win has the other he, one. Has he won? It's weird because there's three Best Directors in the Golden Globes, which is really strange. Hmm. Or no, 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 there's no, there's one, but there's like three Best Pictures okay. options. Yeah, because like they, they do it by count. Yeah, they do it by category. Yeah, okay. Um, but he did win Best Director. Has he won an, an Oscar before? Um, maybe, way, maybe Hubble got nominated. Because the way people were effects. talking about this one, they were kind of like, not that Pan's not Labyrinth that he was going to win. I know, I know, Pan's Labyrinth got nominated for a lot, and he probably got nominated for that. But I don't think he won for Pan's Labyrinth. I'd say Pan's Labyrinth was stronger. It might have won at least not for director. It might have won like best foreign film. Oh, yeah, that could be. Maybe. Um, because I'm wondering like if they're gonna like they, like it's time for Guillermo and this is a good like I understand like this is a very good movie yeah it, it might be time so, for him to win it would have been sure. great um, if his last movie before this hadn't been a stinker but other than mm, that yeah it's, it's good okay I mean just think of who he's up against it, it's probably Spielberg and Christopher, uh, Nolan, Christopher Nolan Jordan Peele Greta Gerwig and Paul Thomas Anderson are also nominated yeah yeah I, I it's imagine a tough, it's a tough field but yeah I imagine he, he'll win. but I think I yeah I think I my, I, my money's on on him to All win. right, someone else take the reins on a movie that isn't Get Out or Call Me By Your Name. Ah, uh, boy. Okay, okay. What we got? Would you look at any, Andy? Um, One that you liked. <laughs> Let's do some Itan. Oh, good something. luck. No, that's not nominated. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, you're a best picture. Oh, yeah. can we not talk about, about Itania? We can. We'll just talk about all the best pictures first. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave, we'll leave like a scatter shot at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Was I the only person that saw Phantom Thread? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's go on I, that one. Is it about sewing? That's uh, all I it, know. It is about a guy who is a seamstress um, in 1950s London Ooh, or something. another 1950s film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Period. Got to have period film. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, Great. Great director. Very beautiful. All of his movies are very beautiful. But I'm starting to notice a pattern that most of his movies lack plot, and they're more just about the focus of the character. Hmm. And it, it, that's it, okay sometimes. It, yeah, it is okay. I mean, that's so, that's that's, ba- that's basically that's Baby what he Driver wants to is do. like. There's not a lot of plot to Baby Driver. It was all about. There's way more plot that's... to Baby Driver than this. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many cars does Daniel Day Lewis uh, drive oh, oh, away in that movie? How many donuts does he do? Uh, no donuts. <laughs> it, it's hard to really. It was kind of difficult to grasp what was happening in the movie. So hmm. I'll, I'll give you a basic rundown. Yeah. Um, it's 1950s. He's very posh. lives in this upscale house with his sister. And they run this business where he just... He has a, a group of women that come in and sew for celebrities or, you know, this Spanish princess that's getting married. Hmm. Um, and so it's really just about him 
doing that well. Is he already kind of at the top of his game when the movie starts? Yes. Okay. He's okay. he's much older. He's because well already Daniel Day Lewis is mm-hmm. sixty, um, so he's kind of like at the end of his game, and uh, an Ender's game. Ender's game, and it's mostly about his relationship with this younger woman who he meets at a diner and. He kind of falls in love with her. She falls in love with him. It, but like they kind of go in and out of love hmm. throughout the movie, and more or less, it is that feels... what the plot of In and Out is? I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> Fools rush in. Is that about somebody rushing into love too fast? I don't I know. I just got it. Mm. <laughs> Movies used to be easier to understand. When the, when the plot of the movie was just the title of it, things were easier. Dirty Dancing. Oh, I got that yeah, movie. Yeah, Dance Dirtily. <laughs> I still like that phrase. <laughs> but I would, I would say that um, there's no ghosts in this movie, so Phantom Threat's confusing me. Well, they they kind of explain Ooh, there's that a ghost in this movie? as uh, so it's it's based on a superstition that. Um, and I, 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 I'm forgetting some of what the superstition is, but yeah. in as as a seamstress, he'll sew something inside the dress oh. that is supposed to be a good luck charm, so oh. that um, you know y- y- your your wedding goes well and it doesn't what's curse the charm? you. Uh, what's you, that? What's usually the charm? Is it pieces of other people? I, oh, I can't remember. Horror? I think it's like a, a, a specific kind of, of fabric or something. No, okay. it, it's something that he just sews inside the dress. Yeah. Hmm. It's not really relevant to the plot. That's a bummer. <laughs> but mostly it's about him trying to balance being this very successful fashion designer. Seems easy. And being in this relationship that... Seems easier. He doesn't really <laughs> These seem problems totally seem committed hard. to. These problems seem easy and solvable. <laughs> yes, they are. It's more or less just about we're just seeing this character and and this is his life, but there's no there's no huge dramatic plot to this movie. I'm so sad. I'm famous and awesome, and this girl likes me. <laughs> so it's hard. It's more or less about a guy being like, I, I want to be an independent everything. man. I don't I don't want strings attached. <laughs> I don't need I'm no a woman. Strong to hold independent me down. man. And, <laughs> and for <laughs> that. In, in in that way, I I don't know if I really truly enjoyed the movie. Hmm. I will say on a technical level, it is great. You like in terms pe- of so you, story, yeah, okay. it, there's there's a lot to desire. So yeah, there's hmm. also very strange hmm. things happening in this movie that stranger things. Okay, yes, and I, I don't want to give really much away. Yeah, but, sure. You don't have to give away the big old. I'm not going to, ending. but yeah, yeah there, there's something that a character does that that is hard to explain, and it it kind of brings the two of them closer together. When in my head, Daniel Day Lewis sews himself to her, literally <laughs> bringing them together. This isn't freaked. Is, is this human centipede? <laughs> Um, so you, yeah, I know you're, I, I am you're a pretty big PTA fan. Oh, I, I will always go and see his movies cause I know they'll always look beautiful. But you hate PDA. What is, what, P, uh. Public displays of affection. Oh, I, I thought, I, I thought, I thought talking you about meant palm like... pilots and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I thought you said PTA. <laughs> Where would you kind of like put like, this? Like, like go to a school. <laughs> yeah, you hate school that. School meetings. Where would you put this with his, some of his other works? Is there something you would, um... I, in terms I would of I would put this very very low, okay. almost to the bottom. Wow. But it's so strange because he's so good that like this movie probably still stands above a lot of other movies. Yeah, 
But in terms of his own films, um, I would say his earlier work is a lot more interesting. And, okay. And, however, there's his his earlier work has a lot more going on. There's more story involved, and there's a bigger ensemble cast. Hmm. This movie is more like Punch Drunk Love, where there's only about three characters that are really important to the movie. I don't okay. like movies that feel empty. It, I, it I like feels, movies with a lot of other characters in them. It feels mm-hmm. empty. Mm-hmm. It does feel empty. I don't like that. Um, I, but but <clears throat> from what I understand, he, Paul Thomas Anderson actually kind of worked on the script with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, well, my he understanding is input. that Day-Lewis has been on, has gone, I think, on multiple interviews and said, like, his big motivation to make this movie is just that, like, it's always been his dream to actually be basically a seamstress. Wow. And that he, he plans to retire from acting completely after this movie and just, do that. So? Yeah, he's That's just going to cool. go do that. So this is That's sort of really a way to interesting. Well, because learn I, it. I, I listened to this interview that was talking about how dedicated he, dedicated he is when he's in a movie, mm-hmm. there was a movie called The Boxer that he did in the in uh, the mid '90s, and someone was saying he was almost to the level of being like a professional boxer. Mm. Like he trained so hard and 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 worked at it that he could have actually gotten in the ring with with a couple of maybe lightweights. Yeah. Um, now he is nominated for best actor. How did you like his performance? He uh, never not brings it, right? Yeah, there's really nothing there. He never not brings it. There's, like, there's really nothing there okay. to work with. I was gonna say, do you think it's it was him or it was like can the, the the script let I, him down? I will maybe say, or... I, I should I should walk that back instead of saying there's really nothing there. It it probably felt more like what Daniel Day Lewis is in real life. Okay, and in that's, interviews, yeah, that's it fair. It feels more like him. Okay, than he can finally if be you go he, to like. His in-character can be himself. Right, yeah. It does. He's yeah, finally which, not assuming someone yes. else. He's finally assuming himself, basically. Which, in a way, might be, like, the best way to end your career. Right. To be yeah, when, you, when you've done it with a career like his, especially, where, yeah, you're, you're you're known for becoming someone else every single time so completely. It'd yeah. Be like, it I is mean, kind of you, a fun way to If you go look that. at his career, like, my left foot, he he's incredible mm-hmm. and... And then you compare it to There Will Be Blood, and it's totally... He's just at opposite ends of the spectrum. He feels yep. like a totally different person. Like, he's able to have these these very distinct voices. Yeah. I mean, when I remember was seeing Lincoln for the first time, and, like, the voice he chose for Lincoln was just like, oh, man, like... That's... I mean, Paul Skull in seven years ago. <laughs> I never would have that, picked that was Lincoln like a, uh, a that was southern bell. From Lincoln. <laughs> well, this guy. So, uh, thanks for grabbing that clip direct from the movie. <laughs> but I highly recommend uh, going to YouTube and looking up like his different performances. Hmm. Never the same voice in any movie yeah. that he's been in. It's it's so crazy. All right. But for the most part, yeah, that that's a Phantom Thread, and hmm. no if you're a Paul Thomas Anderson fan, I I would recommend you watch it. But have your own thoughts about this movie, or see the Phantom with Billy Zane. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, tell you about see a movie. the Shadow. I like the Shadow. All right, let me see here. I don't think there's the one guy that... who made the Shadow made Highlander too. Ooh, the quickening. I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's a movie here that that no one else saw. I didn't see me, the but, post. Um, I did see the post. Yeah, that's your. That's your. Take the reins. All right. Yeah. Take the... It's just. Um, I don't know if it, the way I would describe the post hey, is. Hey, 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 Mr. Postman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Postman. Did they use that song in the movie? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, this movie feels... I, I don't necessarily Meryl know Streep, if this Tom is the movie's Hanks. fault. Yeah, this is Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks. It's the story of um, the Washington Post and uh, indirectly the New York Times in publishing the Pentagon Papers um, in like 70, Yeah, tell... Do you know... I, I imagine by seeing the post, you know what the Pentagon Papers are. So yeah. maybe explain that a little so, bit. So yeah, the Pentagon Papers were basically... It was this massive report that um, the... I don't know if it was commissioned under the Nixon administration or the Johnson administration, but basically um, Secretary of Defense at the time put, had essentially this like secret report like created with a bunch of academics and stuff um, analyzing the performance of the Vietnam War, basically. And the report's conclusion was that um, it was terrible and that it was just a series of horrible decisions, which if you saw the recent Ken Burns documentary is very clear. Did you watch that and documentary? I did. It's really, really good. But it's also incredibly depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds sad. Um, I didn't even realize that the Vietnam War, I, not even including the, um, like, or, or, or also including the, the Americans being there, mm-hmm. that war went on for 20 years. Yeah, it's like from five administrations or something. It's crazy. That's too long. Yeah. That's too long it's to have insane. a war. Um, well, we say that, but we're still... <laughs> hey. <laughs> we're, um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and it's... So, essentially, the idea was, like, this... No one was supposed to see this until many years in the future. Like, the whole idea behind it was to create it for posterity, basically, so that years sure. in the future, like, we could go back and try to like, analyze our mistakes and stuff like that. Um, and Where, where does the Postal Service get brought into this? So movie? the Postal Service, it gets brought in when one of the researchers that worked on this was, like, so frustrated that no one was talking about how bad the war was actually going um, that he secretly stole uh, over the course of a few months, the entire report out um, of the, of like it's building where it was housed and made copies of it and then brought it back. The in secretary, the secretary of state did that. No, no, this was just one of the researchers that uh, okay. worked on it. Okay. And so he, and then he, basically gave an entire photocopied version of this report to the New York Times and basically was like, people need to know how bad this war is going because and every I, time the administration's on TV, they're like, oh, it's, it keeps going better and better over there. We're doing a great job. We're about to win. Yeah, and I also think, like, what, did did the Pentagon Papers also reveal that um, the U.S. was having a secret war in Cambodia? Yes, that was also part of it, yep, that yeah. we'd have been uh, conducting covert operations in Laos and Cambodia, basically, and then, and then bombing were, the, campaigns. The president was basically saying, no, we weren't doing that, yes. or we're not doing that. So there was there was a lot of secrets in here, and um, so the, the... Why didn't they just post it on Twitter? You know, they should have. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier. You should Let's go back and tell them next time. Like, they, hey, did have, they did have characters, too. Like, you, it's not just, what, 140 anymore? Yeah. So, it's a little yeah. easier. Yeah, why are they using the Postal Service? Um, so the idea is that the New York Times publishes its first story should, on this. There should be a podcast where we try to explain historical events to Brad. <laughs> what do you mean? Why didn't they just do it this way? Well, wasn't there someone following, like, a Vietnam on Instagram that could see what was going on? <laughs> Well, <laughs> guys, I've been following Vietnam on Instagram. And it is just—it's not. It okay is not. I follow this really there. cool photojournalist on Instagram. Like, oh, all these awesome photos. Um, so the New York Times publishes its first report, basically slamming um, was it McNamara, I think, at the time, mm-hmm. and like uh, talking about this report. And the government, the Nixon administration, immediately sues the New York Times, um, saying you can't publish this because these are secrets, um, and. So then like, we kind of get the, our story where Tom Hanks and, and um, Meryl, Meryl Streep come in. 
It sounds like a very wordy movie. It is. There's a lot of talking, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, it's People a, new, it's a newspaper movie. Yeah, it's going to be... There's lots of walk and talks. But uh, I would just sort of describe it as, I mean, if you liked Spotlight, you'll like this movie. Or if you liked it, it, All yeah, the President's it, Men, you'll okay. like this movie. It feels the same thing as Spotlight. Yeah, it's very similar. Uh, very, very similar. Um, and, I, and I enjoyed this movie almost as much as i enjoyed spotlight it's a very well done movie very fun intrigue um of like the subterfuge of just getting stories published so like the washington post kind of sees this opportunity to publish the rest of the stories because you know the new york times only got one out before they got shut down and the injunction how did they get shut down basically i mean the government basically just sued the like sued them and the court basically said that while the case was being decided you couldn't publish any more stories about it um and the post was so like well got wrapped up in court. that doesn't apply to us so we can publish more while that one's kind of tied up and i guess it's kind of weird this is the there was kind of a weird aspect to me is that i'm used to like the major papers being like the new york times the washington post and the, like the wall street journal and like those are like some of the just the big ones and i guess at the time this happened the washington post was still like a pretty small local paper for washington dc yeah just that and that's it and so this, they saw this as like their opportunity kind of for a big break. So Tom Hanks plays like the head of the newspaper. Um, Meryl Streep owns the newspaper. And it's the, basically the two of them trying to like uh, decide if they should publish them or not to publish because they might you get sued into oblivion. mean there's a two-hour movie where they're just deciding that question? Yes, and in a very entertaining way. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, it, Meryl yeah. Streep's like acting it's probably oh she great. is she, oh she's God. insanely good and yeah. so tom hanks is amazing too and it was really fun getting to see the two of them act together because they play off each other really well their characters are like very directly foils to each other and, and in a spielberg movie yeah exactly it was it, it, this movie is just a great movie to watch in general um again especially if you liked all the president's men or any any newspaper film um, like I would not have I mean, decided this is a, a, a very entertaining movie just just from the title mm, and right it, it didn't it looked the, the explanation it. it's the also very plot. different I think from every other film that's nominated this year it's it's not it, it's not even similar at all to any of them it's it's a very different movie and it just it's, has Spielberg's name on it I think the fact that it has those two actors, actors and it's got it. a Spielberg is kind of why it ended it's gonna up get here in there. um but it is very good I highly recommend it um I'll see it on a boat or a cruise or a That's, plane or yeah, something. Yeah, I would say like yeah. if you could, if it comes to any a streaming service, definitely watch it. Yeah, for I sure. wouldn't recommend just just going on a cruise <clears throat> just to watch just it. to watch this <laughs> film. I'm going on. It's a it's a post themed cruise. <laughs> I only yeah. say that because that's the last time I saw uh, when I was on a cruise. They had the other Tom Hanks movie where he's just walking and talking a bunch. Castaway. Uh, he's got mail. Uh, yeah, he's got mail. Uh, he's got mail. <laughs> Slippers in Seattle. Turner Hooch. T- ticker, t- t- no. t- ticker Taylor it's Slash. Like, it's, like, it's like Ticker Taylor Soldier, Soldier Spy, but not. Oh, oh Bridge uh, of Spies. That one. Bridge of Spies. <laughs> there we go. That was the one I saw. Yep. So it's, it feels like the same movie as that, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So definitely not going to win, but it's a good movie. Watch it if you, if you want to see Did it. Did anybody see Call Me By Your Name? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't because <laughs> okay. I am very skeptical Based on what I've heard, this is exactly about this why I haven't movie. watched it yet. This is like the one movie where I've been staring at it like I should watch it. I've only I seen the first hour of this film. <laughs> okay, I've been okay. trying okay. to watch it over the last couple days. Oh, okay. I've I've said this a couple times to you guys, but I still feel that the Sufjan Stevens song in this movie is hands down the best song out of any of the movies uh, songs that have been nominated. It, oh, it's okay. so enjoyable to listen hmm, to. I haven't heard it yet. I'll How does it go? That. 
I still can't sing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want you to just make up a song. It's like, call me by your name, call me by your name. What's your name? Call me by it, yeah. <laughs> so this movie takes place in the 80s, mm-hmm. Rome, yes, Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> right, there it is. So there's this kid who's living a great, cool life with his family. Nice. His dad's like he a, American? a researcher. No, uh, no. I think they're Italian. They're Italian family. Okay. okay. But he also, like most of the movies in English, but there are some moments where it's subtitled and people are speaking Italian. He's a young kid growing up. He's super smart. He knows... He like uh, listens to cassette tapes and writes down music. That's his Ooh, thing. He likes you know to do. Deep. He likes to transcribe musicians. That's his. Okay. That's his thing that he digs. Okay. There's a fancy dancy research assistant that comes in. Army, I think he's Army an American. Hammer. Army Hammer. Oh boy. Laying the hammer down. Oh yeah. He's researching the dad. He's also kind of like a smarty pants. There's is he researching the dead or is he researching there. for the dead? He's helping him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> researching. Like he's just studying the dad. Like, ah, yes. He ate cereal again. Wikipedia page. <laughs> so the first hour of this movie is just the little kid hanging around, having a good time with having Army Hammer. They're going to dances. They're going out bike riding. There's long shots of just dirt roads. Okay. And I'm just like hanging out. And suddenly this little kid starts to have this infatuation with Army Hammer. Oh. He sees his butt. Army <sighs> Hammer's like changing in his room and he catches a glimpse of that Army butt. Okay. And he's like, oh, there's something here that I'm. Okay, to be fair, in. we would all think that if we saw Army <laughs> Hammer's butt. I don't. This isn't. <laughs> so they're like hanging out at a pool. They're talking. They're philosophizing. They're intellectuals. They get each other in certain levels. Okay. And they start, like, having a budding relationship. Back to the budding word. Don't make fun of it. <laughs> okay, I won't this so, time. So it's a choice of words. It's a... <laughs> Nip it in the bud. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and you go through this, like, dad and this family's, like, super supportive of the kid in general. And everything seems to be okay for the first hour. There's no really conflict going on. It's just, like, pretty things happen. It's more of a coming-of-age movie. It's a coming-of-age movie. It, yeah. I feel like it fits... It's an internal conflict. It fits, like, the... The Brokeback Mountain or Black Swan, oh, okay. like slide-in kind of movie for the Oscar-based yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I listened to an NPR interview with, uh, I, I don't remember who, who it was, but they were making some points. And I will say, I didn't see this movie. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen this movie all nope. the way. That's <laughs> true, that's true. But someone was making a really good point about the the boy being what? He's like 13? 17. Is He's 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. Army Hammer's like in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah. So it's... It, it's also the 80s, man. It is the 80s. The 80s, man. He's 17. It's he's Europe almost in the 80s. 18. So it's it's hard to say if this it's is Italy, like a... you know? Kind of like a, a... I don't know. It's like a weird like sexual... Ass- kind of strange dynamic. Assault, yeah, but like... He assaults yeah. Army Hammer, if anything, in the movie. <laughs> okay. From what I've seen. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, this I, everyone like I've heard good things about this film, and uh, it was nominated, but it never interested me enough to it just see is it. Just like meandering film um, in the you know yeah. the Italian countryside yeah. in the eighties. I mean, I'm I just I'm more of a you know thriller person, I guess. You know the song. Yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, you yeah. meant. Yeah, 
So maybe something cool happens in the last hour where it gets really tense or yeah, something. Dinosaurs like that. show up, you miss the good part. Who knows? <laughs> but everyone seems to be on board and like super friendly yeah. and great and yeah. like his parents are supportive. There's not okay. really any conflict. It's kind of the no, almost no famous situation, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. The little kid I plays would, the piano. I would like for to real. see it to know if there is something strange going on. I mean, considering... I, it doesn't seem like there yeah, is. Yeah, I, yeah, like I, 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 I need to know. I need you to sit down and watch this at some point. It's gonna be yep. That's one of those things I just have to do. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. the last hour at some point. But I had also watched like the first episode of the new season of Master of None, and I like got my fill of Italian. Italian. It's kind of the same thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which is a great show. Army Hammer's good in it. Do you like Arm? Do people have any opinions on him? Here's the thing about he's Army very Hammer. hit or miss. <laughs> he's the Lone well, Ranger. He well, he's been Ranger. in like. He he was in a like four or five movies that were just just did not do well at the nope. box office. They yeah. all tanked like right in a row, mm-hmm. and so like his his career was like kind of on the rocks. And and maybe this might help bring him back. He talks like he knows what he's saying. He seems smart in the film, hmm. but I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I need to get an Army Hammer's. He's, uh, he's like, good in the social network, but I mean yeah. it's a small part. Yeah, but he's... and this little kid's also in Lady Bird, so like how great. There's for a him. lot of crossover. Yeah, uh, there the boy. There's a boy in uh, Lady Bird that's also in Three Billboards. I was, I was actually I was just um, reading an article about the um, John C. Riley Award, which is like oh. being the uh, a supporting actor in multiple Best Picture nominations in the same year. I guess he was in three in one year because he was wow. in like Chicago and oh, uh, Gangs of um, New York, Gangs of yeah. New York, yep, and then one other one. And they like so it's like they had this whole like sub award where it's like the real the real reason to be proud in Oscar season is if you can get a John C. Riley award. <laughs> the kid's dad in this movie is a scientist in The Shape of Water. Okay, it's interesting. There. There's a lot of crossover considering yeah. there's tons of actors out there. Yeah, the movies get filmed yeah. at weird times at different, you know. Yeah, different I mean things. the way the schedules work out. Who knows? Some of these were probably shot in like 2015. Right, it's probably right. true. I, I bet most of them were. <laughs> um, what else we got? Did uh, did you guys see three billboards? Turbobirds? Uh, <laughs> did you guys see two birds? Billboards. I saw three big birds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did. I actually watched this just last night. I just watched it a couple hours ago. <laughs> there you go. I'll yeah. see it at some point. I, I, I know a lot of it. I, it's been spoiled pretty hard. See, I was expecting both of you to have seen this, and I was also expecting that neither of you were going to like it. I, I really don't know how I felt about this I movie. liked this movie a lot, but I don't I don't know why. I feel like this is the one that's this one has to con- win. This one has Am a I lot wrong? of controversy, it, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, is it the front runner? It, uh, I think Francis for, McDermott is definitely Francis is McDermott the, is definitely the front, the front runner for best actress. Yeah, and then it um, did did it win best drama? I think it won best drama at the Golden Globes. Okay, so it, it might be in a way a front runner, but the well, Golden and, Globes come first, and then the Oscars come after. So sometimes so there's like some change. Well, and there's also like a. It? Also, society is a little different now between like the last. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, it can change month to month. <laughs> yeah, that's all. And then, um, who's the who's the deputy? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, of course. Yes. Um, I I only just recently saw Moon, by the way, which he is Ooh, amazing. Wow, in. he's good. He's yeah. really. Where have good you been? I know this is. Uh, yeah, this... I, I got a big dose of this from everybody that's been hearing. I have. You got to watch those Kevin Spacey Moon. movies while you still can. <laughs> yeah, they'll be gone soon. But he's nominated for best supporting. Um, yes, which is his character it's, is it's, like. I uh, he's supposed to be his unlikable. character has a lot of controversy. Uh, yeah, yes. He, I mean, he's basically just like a, a 
idiot racist character. Yeah, he's he's very dumb. Is and the movie taking place in the present day? It does. Yeah, but it's in maybe like, within the like the last couple sure. years. Last couple so. years, yeah. But it's also that, that's present in day. you know like a rural Missouri. Wait, um, it takes place in Missouri. No, are uh, there three billboards uh, in this film? There can't be. Is it outside Ebbing? I don't. Th- no, it's it's inside <laughs> no, Ebbing. This, I, just... I don't think the story holds up, and by story I mean the title. <laughs> Did Francis McDermott only pick movies that have like the name of a city in them? Yeah, yeah. Fargo. <laughs> this movie feels very Coen Brothers. Um, I think. I'm overall. surprised they didn't direct it. I was surprised like... when, when I was watching it. I was like, "Are we sure this isn't?" Like... <laughs> I, I will say it feels like it a little bit, but it doesn't quite have the comedic tone that they have. I would, yeah, I would definitely. It tries agree. to, and it, it it does work in some scenes. I did yeah. laugh, um, but it, it's. Sam Rockwell's character is very interesting. Yes, yeah, I and would it's agree. very interesting that he won Best Supporting Actor, considering that he is a very racist cop. He's a very unlikable character. Very unlikable, and I don't even know it, when they try to redeem him. Yeah, I don't really think they actually did redeem him. No, and I think I think it's kind of important to say that they don't necessarily. Yeah, um, like it's one of those things where there's almost character growth. And but at the same time, there almost isn't, and that's a deliberate choice. I think I don't think it was that they failed at developing his character. I think he was supposed to be like a, oh, and like now he has his redemption, but not really because he's still kind of, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. he he's racist throughout the entire movie, but I don't think he gets redeemed. I think what actually happens is he gets a piece of information that makes him choose to do some do. The right, the right thing, thing. yeah, and, and, which yeah. doesn't really mean that he's not racist anymore nope. or he's a better person. Yes. He's just doing a moral thing. So what's a rundown end. of this film? It's about like a kid who gets shot or something no, like that. Uh, Someone, it's, there's it, something it, serious about that. Okay, happens. the movie starts with Frances McDermott setting up the billboards. Her daughter has already, already been happened. killed. So her yeah. daughter was raped uh, or murdered, yeah, raped, murdered while she was dying, and then set on fire. And that is the situation. That's, That's rough. Yeah. Yes. This happens before the movie starts. So it's been a couple months later and the police have done nothing. However, there really isn't any evidence. Uh, yeah. They didn't really have anything forward. to they just go found on. the body. Yeah. They don't have anything to they have work no with. Leads they to have work no on. DNA, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. fingerprints, nothing. So she's upset that the police haven't been doing anything. And it's really more or less about the, 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 police and some of the community members being against her and what she's doing with these billboards which which outright tell uh the the community that the police are not doing anything, doing anything. To yeah solve she calls her out the chief murder. of police who's woody harrelson are all three billboards and... up at the same time or is it like a yeah. gradual thing where they keep no they're, they're all back-to-back billboards okay, and yeah. they each have a, a little bit of a phrase they're got it together making a point yeah sure um so yeah it's it's, it's kind like of... a big carnival coming like they're afraid of losing <laughs> <laughs> is there any sort of like impending <laughs> thing? <laughs> like, as like these people are coming into town, we gotta get this lady's billboards down. <laughs> I know. Okay. They're more. They're just embarrassed of their town. Well, like they don't want other she's... people to see these things. Well, she's calling out the chief of police, and which a lot of people it. in town like him. But and it's, then a, also it's a small a... town, so like everyone's yeah, like everyone mm. knows each other. Yeah, right? and then the, when they get mad at one person, they're like, "The whole town hates you now." Basically, yeah. Um, the town is more or less on the the police's side boo um does it get resolved in the end you don't tell me like no no, no i, I actually resolved. i yeah. when Good. at Great. the end of this movie it fades to Sounds black like and i was downer. like they better not fucking roll credits right now i need more <laughs> I of this i need way. more movie and then they rolled credits and i was like oh son of a bitch not based off a true story or is or <laughs> i don't know i, don't think so. I, I wasn't I sure if it, it 
I thought it was, but now I'm not. I'm not sure. It seemed like it felt like it could have been. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. I, the there, best right? things about this movie are there are some fantastic characters. Frank yes. Mack. Yes. She's the, great. She's um, really good. But Peter Dinklage is ooh, great, and I oh, wish he was character. in the movie a lot more than he is. Yeah, I would agree. He's a very small part. Maybe ooh, totally careful. <laughs> I was I was gonna say he's probably in the movie for a total of like seven or eight minutes. It's not much. I really I think Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson were really good together on screen. So I think did Woody Harrelson really walk off of True Detective and they just kept like filming him and did this film? <laughs> yes, it yeah. feels very similar to that. Um, also, um, the uh, mother from Mother <laughs> Tell the children not to walk my way. <laughs> the uh, 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 Max mom from It's Always Sunny is in this movie as well. Hmm. And I thought she was great. Which one is she? She is Sam Rockwell's mom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought she was wonderful. She was really good. She's, again, she's also only in this film for like three minutes, but mm-hmm. she, like... At least there's some supporting characters in this yes. movie. She, uh, yeah, they have all these... Um, there's a lot of supporting characters that do a very good job of adding depth to the to the main characters. Um, yeah. Like, I think seeing the interaction between Sam Rockwell and his mom is what adds so much in like kind of interesting depth to his unlikable character. Um, like, I think the premise is kind of like the reason, one of the reasons he's the way he is is because of her. Um, so you kind of see the way they interact and there, but there's also like, some of the characters are doing some very outlandish things. Yes. Without a lot of repercussion, <laughs> yes. which is very both on both sides, both the yes, cast yes, and yes. The... Oh yeah, Frances McDermott is not a good character. No, nope. uh, and I, I mean her character. Well, she's is... in a weird state of mind, I'm sure, right? Her character, she's not very moral, is what I mean. She's doing. Does she have like other family? Does she have a husband and other? She has kids? an ex-husband and she's got a son. Okay, she has a son. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and there, there's just a ton of scenes where. She's doing things that um, I, I get that she's really upset, mm-hmm. but she's doing things to even people that she likes. I think yeah, that are they, quite, there's oh, a lot of very interesting yeah. interpersonal dynamics where yeah, people like yeah, they clearly care for each other, but they'll be very mean to each other at the same time, and you, you kind of have to reconcile these side, different really? relationships. There's a couple of people on her side. It feels like but people people will come it, onto her side and then go away because she's being like just a, a big old bad bee. person about it, and like here's yeah, the, here's the problem though. Some of the people that are totally on her side don't even have a, a big part in the movie. There's yeah. two characters in particular that have two scenes, <laughs> yep. and they're they they feel like uh, this movie nothing. sounds like a mess. It, it's, it is it a bit like of a, a mess. It sounds like a big old. I don't know. Mess. I I, I think it was a, a lot mess. of fun, but it, there is times where like there's a lot going on. Right. That um, seems like part of the problem. I don't know. I, I thought it was fun because I think it really did add so much different kind of perspectives to every character. Like, you see Frances McDormand as, oh, the sympathetic mom with the kid, but then you're also like, ugh, but she is just not, she's not a nice person, and, like, this could be resolved differently. And at the same time, you're like, yeah, like, the police need to get on this. And then you're like, oh, like, I understand they, like, sometimes you can't necessarily just solve a case. That doesn't work that way. Right. And it's not a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't just, like, figure everything so, out. Yeah. yeah it's trying to get, be real. You kind of get the, the two sides for everybody in this. The only kind of time that doesn't really work is for Sam Rockwell's character. Because you can't be like, oh, he, he, like, he's this terrible person, but oh, but now he's a nice guy. You're like, no, he's, you got to remember, he's still not I mean, a, that, a nice that's guy. A, that's how real people are, though. Yeah, and I think that's that, what, I, it felt very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have um, been more okay with his character ending the exact same way, like, still being the same type of person, yeah. but maybe he does uh, still help the case 
yeah. the way that he did in the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, they they try to sort of change his character by the end and and, and redeem mm-hmm. him in a is way. Is this story about her like doing the research for them? No. Or is she just hard to, to bring really tell. What it's really story it, the, is about. It, the okay. investigation and all that stuff is really secondary. It, the the real story is simply how her putting up these billboards this changes like a, the this relationships like in the town. Unfocused mystic river. That's what this movie sounds like. Yeah, I I would agree with what Andy just said. The movie is more or less about how the billboards affect her relationship with other people yeah. and their oh. relationship with it's her. It's less about hmm. the mystery of what actually happened to the daughter. It's not yeah. about the her daughter's murder. That is just it's a background. A, yeah, it's yes. just a background element That's of the That's the world story. they live in or that she lives mm-hmm. in now. Yep, and so the rest of it is just seeing how these billboards change the way people I would, I would definitely people recommend interact. people watch it. I yep. would say it I, is I, one I re- of the oh, more mm-hmm. in, uh, more interesting movies. I like this um, movie a lot. I was surprised. It's, it's also, I don't know if you've seen In Bruges, but it's by the same writer and director. I haven't yet. Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. That's a really that's good That's a great movie. Yeah, that's a really good movie. And that, <laughs> and in, in a way, the 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 writer and director is, is Irish, and... In Bruges feels more like he's writing about what he knows, and this hmm. movie feels like he's writing from. Did he write it? Yes. Hmm. He's uh he's an Irish man writing writing a perception oh. from like writing yeah about rural writing America. his view yeah. of what America is. Yeah. I mean that could be interesting too, like seeing what an, an outsider's view of yeah how it's perceived how we are, essentially yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah how everything we do here is perceived. That's yep. an interesting take. Yeah, I definitely recommend seeing that movie. It's a lot of fun. It was very good. All right, Andy, pick a film. That's not get out. Let's talk about uh, Dumkirk. <laughs> Dumkirk. That's not okay. I say that, but I actually really like Dumkirk Dumb a lot. More like I knew it. I would, and I yeah. But I'm, so I'm it's a, a Chris Nolan guy. film. Yep. It's about which war? It's World, World, World War Two. Well, it's about a battle. It's about specifically, specifically just Dunkirk. the Dunkirk evacuation. Um, which and, is and we have Spider Man in the movie. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. newer, newer Spider Man. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, is it Andrew Windows? Garfield? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's been a while since I've seen. It's been this. a while. But this movie feels more or less like a documentary. It's like one of the few war films that came out. This, yeah, year, right? I think this, this, I one of the things I really did like about this film is what Nolan specifically stated when he went when when he wanted to make this that he wanted it to be about the battle and not about someone in the battle. So and, not it, and it's exactly Ryan. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly that. You never get an, any kind of like background on anybody. You you experience the entire, uh, essentially the entire operation um, from a multiple people, but only just in seeing what they see. Not in that you're like you get to know these characters. Yes. Or it's hmm. not about the characters. It's about the it's scenery. It's just about things that are the happening. Backdrop. And all the, over the place. The is this movie long? It feels it long. Is. It it's is. It's like long. two and two and a half hours, Ooh. maybe three hours. Oy, oy, oy. The I, the sound design on this movie. Oh yeah, it's a war is movie. So right? good. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's incredible. Um, and it, like there's one the, of there's the a really, music too is really yeah really the music great. it's a uh, uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And uh, so that's also very good. The, there's so many characters. This is like this absurd amount of huge actors in this movie. Yeah, Tom um, Hardy's in it, but uh, you know, maybe for a small... And you don't know it's him until like the very end, really. Until Except he's like, going hello, around, going around, yeah. He is like that because he's wearing, he's, he's yeah. wearing a, Welcome uh, to Dunkirk. A, a mask. He's a pilot, so he's yeah, he's got jet. the mask on the whole time. He's like... <laughs> you don't even see his face. <laughs> oh, Batman, kill the other planes. It's World War II, Batman. <laughs> Let's get them out of Dunkirk, Batman. <laughs> um... Now, uh, Christopher Nolan obviously is obsessed with he's obsessed with time for some mm-hmm. reason in his movie. So there's yeah, a time true. element to this, yep. where um, 
but as the movie's starting, there's three titles that come up that explain that whenever you see a scene in the sky, it takes place over the course of an hour. Oh, I don't want to have to do when, learning. Whenever, this, whenever you see yeah, a scene so, that takes take place it was funny on land, it's over the course of a, it's like a, uh, a couple days yeah, or something. I think it's like it's, a day and a half. Oh, no, sort no. Of. When it's on land, it's a week. And when it's oh, yeah. by sea, it's over the course of a day. I didn't, I didn't catch this at first. Space? Like, I just saw the timestamps uh, in the beginning. Time doesn't and... exist in space. <laughs> yeah, I saw the timestamps in the beginning, and I was like, okay. And then it stopped doing them. And I didn't pay that much attention. So all of a sudden I was like, oh crap, I have to, like, all of a sudden yeah. I clicked, I was like, oh, these are definitely not happening all at the same time, because they cut between these stories, and again, once you understand that, I, it makes, like, it's not, it's it, a it's, little weird to follow, but I is. liked it a lot. It, it takes it's a you weird about, way to tell the story. I would say it took me almost an hour to really follow <laughs> yeah. this timeline. Um, and it is, it's is—it's kind of neat because every so often these different timelines intersect with each other. And yeah. um, so you kind of get like one That's story. That's when you really start to understand one. what's happening is when they when they do intersect. So this movie, I'm curious. I, I wonder what it was like trying to edit this together. Um, <laughs> Probably a nightmare. But, yeah, it, it, it was a really... I liked it a lot. I liked... There's so many creative decisions that are, I feel, very unique to this film. Like, the idea that you don't really develop the characters. It's about the event and not people in it, which for a movie in general is just weird. And then there's a very deliberate choice to never show German soldiers. Like, ever. You never... They never refer to them as Nazis. They just call them the enemy a few they're, times. They're in the background in, like, the beginning. Right in the beginning, yeah. And, the and then end. right at the very end, you yeah. get, like, an arm. You, but you never otherwise... You it's never see them really as a battle, a person. It's not really a battle, except yeah. for in the so sky. So is it just them, like, walking around in the trenches and stuff? And so on land? we'll, we'll tell a, you a little bit about fighting. what this is. So... Um, at the beginning of the movie, the British are being forced by the enemy towards the sea. And so all of the British soldiers are now at this beach. Mm -hmm. However, because of, uh, submarines and everything there, there and planes, there's not enough ships coming through to pick up all these soldiers to take them off the beach back to safety yeah and so really they're all just stuck on this beach and this was basically and the entirety this was the entirety of the british professional army too so like they they yeah, wiped it's out it's massive they invaded There's a massive a, massive army. yeah they invaded right at the beginning of the war to help france and then just they, yeah they immediately france got, got pushed back right to the yeah. sea and france blew it <laughs> Um, so yeah, they get pushed back to the sea and there's basically like, they're back in England, like, well, our entire army's gone now. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're basically sitting ducks. And what's happening is like, uh, planes are coming by and just bombing the beach yep. and people are just dying without anything to do. Uh, they, they can't run away because they can't go back the opposite way. The enemy's there. The enemy's yeah. you know, underwater. So the Germans win sky. World War II? Yep. It's a, and that's the end. Oh, they right. could, gosh. They could have. That's Dunkirk. Holy moly. Now this, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is one of those moments in history where you look back and you're like, how different would things have right. been? Like, basically, especially this one, because Hitler made a conscious decision to wait them out on the beach. He was like, they could have easily just, like, just crushed them at essentially any point. But he was like, no, let's wait it out. They'll surrender. They, they, they have nowhere else to go. And like we'll get but they them. Just don't like, surrender, we'll, huh? Yeah, we'll go get them in like a couple of days if they still haven't surrendered officially yet. The Battle and... of Thermopylae. <laughs> kind of. I mean, what is that? That's, the, that's, the, <laughs> that's three hundred. Oh. <laughs> um, and, but they're so they're all stuck there, and yeah, the British essentially mobilize um, a huge fleet of civilian boats to which go is, get them. Which is really interesting, and I I love that aspect of it. So yeah, they were like anyone that has like a boat that can hold a couple people, please help. And so they all like, it just shows how desperate mm -hmm. people yeah. were during World War II because it's like the whole Europe was in turmoil. And yeah, people didn't know what was going to happen with the world. Right. All this talk is making me want to play Red Alert. Yes. <laughs> really bad. Yes. 
<laughs> Tiberian Sun. Yeah, that's all I want to play right now. Yep. Uh, but so yeah. who wins? Uh, I think, so uh, I'm it, trying to think. Uh, they get off the beach. <laughs> they get off the beach. Yeah, that sounds sort right. of. Uh, and then they end up like evacuating nearly the almost the entire British army. Like what's the, the coolest scene in the movie? Mind. Like submarines coming out of the water. There's like some, the thing? There's some scene. very interesting. What's the super sweet scene? I, I would say some of the scenes well, yeah? in the sky. Yeah, the plane scenes some are my favorites, but I like really cool. I like plane battles in general. There's a really good scene where a plane goes down and you think this guy is going to drown. He's in like this trapped plane in it, yeah. He can't get out. Like goose. There's a really cool he scene. Gets it is goose. exactly like goose. He gets goose. It's exactly <laughs> like Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, there's a really and it's cool... very intense because the Hans Zimmer soundtrack oh right behind it is yeah. like playing with Danger Zone. <laughs> right behind <laughs> yeah uh, that, that, that's gonna be a cut like that that there. seems so much fun because it's a, an extremely totally long film. scene like they never cut away and you see like this guy is just getting increasingly desperate and trying to get out of his oh plane yeah, you literally see it in real time right and in the ocean huh? it's, yeah. it's intense um, there's a really cool one where um, you're on a boat with a bunch of sailors that are actually, or a bunch of soldiers that are actually getting transferred away and then the boat gets bombed and, or oh, torpedoed no. and starts to sink and you're inside Those the boat with them though. when it yes. hits, and it's it's like chaos, and it's just waters flooding, and everyone's about to drown. And this, like, is, this movie's making me it's sound very anxious. Intense. It's, it's a real it, intense. It does film. that to you. Yeah, it's 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 real intense. I'm getting anxiety. When this, I haven't even when seen this it. boat gets bombed, mm-hmm. like it floods with water within a matter of like seconds. And there's things I never thought about. Like, like they're inside, adventure. and the boat gets bombed essentially, and the power to the boat essentially gets knocked out from the bomb which means the entire inside of the boat is pitch black so now you're in a room you're pitch black you have no idea how to even get out if you could see where to go and it's immediately it's just filling with water super fast and it's you can like sense panic in this room it's 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 a very intense film another scene that's fantastic uh a bunch of soldiers find a boat that is basically stranded on the beach because the tide has uh, gone out mm-hmm. and um they decide to get in the boat just to get cover because uh, they're they're kind of they have nowhere else to go basically mm-hmm. and then they don't know who it is but someone just starts shooting into the boat yep like <laughs> where like these eight people are are and stuck, they're like hiding and they in can't there. get out yeah because if they get out they're gonna get shot they know yeah the boat's like right at the edge of where the germans are so oh, like boy. they know like the germans and they're like i wonder if they if they're looking at the boat and like as they're wondering this it starts like someone just starts shooting it like just every so fun. often yeah just, just like fun. yep and like so now they're like oh we can't leave now like we're in this boat oh, and no. they just have to wait for the tide to come in to try and get escape with the boat and it's like this really intense waiting scene where like they they are they're all interact all these soldiers are interacting with each other and uh like starting to almost turn on each other and panic in a way and it's it's really good i would say though um if you want to see this movie you've already kind of missed the yes. boat this movie you, you should have seen it needed to be seen in theaters absolutely yeah. I'll, I'll watch it on my iphone <laughs> oh, okay yeah no problem that'll be fine i'll turn the volume up loud enough it's good Just get the vhs yeah when it comes out well, well, I'll copy my iPod to the. I'll, I'll tape it yes. with my VHS camcorder and then watch yeah. that tape. Yeah, the way Chris Nolan wanted yeah. it to be. Watched. Yeah, this needed to be seen in theaters. I think. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I think Chris also... Nolan wants you to. Oh feel yeah. Mad well, I mean, he shot most films. of this with IMAX cameras. <laughs> right. Like one he of the big stories was like they, they crashed right. like a like a replica World War II plane with an IMAX camera on purpose, <laughs> and it's like huge. <laughs> they're like here's a million dollars just go burn it yep <laughs> uh, the other thing too Ooh. that i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there mm-hmm. i think this movie has no replay value oh that's 
that might be true. I feel that I way. Mean, about I was a actually, lot of war I was actually re- thinking about rewatching but. this, and I'm kind of curious. I might try it just to see it, how it plays out if I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, it's I think because yeah. there's no main character in this movie, it, and there's no there's no one to grab onto. Yeah, it mm-hmm. it doesn't really have that replay. There's value. no band of brothers. I, it's a fantastic yeah, yeah. movie. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I think they might be right. Well, how about you guys get out? Oh my god! Because I haven't made that joke yet. <laughs> so Andy, you I have, have not, not seen it. You haven't yet. seen it. It's been out forever. I know, and it's I like just even been Andy, out for get a out. I just saw Black Panther, and uh, oh, David, sh- <laughs> uh, the, the lead from this is also in that, and he's amazing. And so after watching Black Panther, I was like, okay, I have to see Get Out. Yeah, David, yeah, are you guys? Who does he play? In Black Panther, uh, yeah, he's the leader of he's, the the he's farm the tribes the, with the blue Panther. with the blue blankets, the shields. Uh, okay, uh, okay. I haven't seen it. I don't okay, know. he sides huh. with uh with the the, the American. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. This I just know him from great. Black Mirror. That's all I know him from. Black yeah. Mirror. I need to see. And this uh, so Jordan Peele said when he saw uh, that episode of Black Mirror, he was like, "This is the guy." I, want I mean, to that's work a great with. episode. Mm. It is. Fantastic. I would want to work with him. Yeah. I haven't brought myself to watch Black Mirror. I know, you I get need to. out, Andy. I can't. It's. I know it's going to be depressing get and intense, and I'm like, oh, get out. <laughs> it's, it's it's the Twilight Zone so for for us. It is. Yeah, yeah. I know. Only and like I know. Nine I need episodes to. too, so it's great. Yeah, I, uh, And there's I so many great actors in it that are like famous in movies now. <sighs> there's definitely like a Hollywood buzz to like steal actors from Black yeah, Mirror. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about films. it, but I think Andy is kind is exactly accurate. It is kind of the Twilight Zone of our time right now because you're getting all these. I bet there's going to be a bunch of cameos. Like, well, we're going to, people are going to watch this show in the future and be like, oh, look, it's them before they were huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those situations. There was a girl from Black Panther that was also in another Black Mirror. That's where I thought you were going, too. Oh. She's great. She plays the sister. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And he hasn't seen Black Panther. Get Out, a movie... That I thought was a comedy film when I saw the trailer. Well, what? I never it, thought Jordan that Peele was making it. Well, here's the and there thing, was a bunch though. of terrible Wayne's brother like you're busy watching paranormal activity. You went and saw Keanu the, the week before you yeah. saw Keanu. <laughs> like I didn't expect it to be this real thing. Yeah. And I'd waited long enough for that, like, worn it's off. It's still in a, a, the comedy category. Well, it was at, is, well, at, the, at, at the Golden Globes yeah, or whatever. They, they put it there. Things. Yeah, because they're like, horror films don't win awards. So they Correct. had to classify it as It also it doesn't get nominated well, for more, Oscars. It's more than it's a horror well, that's, film. It's, it has a social commentary well, to it. Well, yeah. And it's, I would, uh, like, from what I understand of it, I would classify it more as a thriller. And I would say it's a horror in the way that a Hitchcock film is a horror. It's not... It's not like a horror film the way the 90s redefined horror I don't know. Films, there's I some think. horror, definitely like straight up horror moments in this movie. Okay. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm there's, saying there's a lot of tension. not having seen it, but. Yeah. I, I think mostly the, the movie's just a, uh, the, the tension is about the the main character and us kind of being the main character because we're following him, yes. him mm-hmm. as he starts to understand what's happening. The tension is just, there's something weird going on and it's hard yeah. to explain. Well, it's not, it's, it's. In a way, hard to explain, but there's also no surprises in the film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like twist and turn you anyway. It gives you what you expect, and it delivers. Okay, I'll say that much. Yeah, you think like these things are happening and things are weird, and they are happening mm-hmm. and they are weird. Yeah, maybe they like take a different way of what you think they were gonna do, which makes sense because yeah. like let's just spoil the entire film. <laughs> people are afraid to talk about the spoilers, but it's been long enough. I know Annie hasn't seen it yet. No. Do you want us to spoil so, it for I, you? I could not spoil it for you if you want to, but it's obvious the things that happen in the film. Don't spoil it for me. Okay, don't spoil okay. it for you. Okay, okay. 
So really, the the movie, the setup is about a a, a African American man, man who yep. is in a relationship with a white girl who is and, Allison Williams, and he's oh, okay. going to meet her parents for the first time. So you think it's like that film? What was that one with Bernie Mac? Oh, we got a Bernie. Come on, go to Sydney Poitier. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? No, no, no. What's Don't the, say Bernie Mac. What's the Bernie Mac one? No. <laughs> With Ashton Kutcher. Guess who? Guess who? So uh. it's like, guess who? It's a, it's a thriller. Uh, guess, uh, guess who's it's coming thriller, to dinner? It's a thriller. Guess who? Oh, boy. Brad. <laughs> That's a don't be bad, Brad. <laughs> it's that new movie. That's a Brad comparison. Where Michael Cranston has a daughter and like James Franco's dating her. Remember <laughs> oh that movie God. that just came out? No, nobody remembers. What that was that movie. called? Daddy's Day Daddy's... or something? Oh Jesus! That's oh. a terrible name for a movie. I don't know. That's not the name. It's that film. Daddy's Home. Where you think that it's just like. Uh, well, you, like I don't meet know what the parents, you think. but it's with me, a yeah. racial tension. With racial tension, but also <laughs> the, the horror movies, elements. Yeah, the movie's all about like racial tensions, mm-hmm. white and black in America. Um, and if you like Black Mirror, this is just like kind yeah, of a, an episode absolutely. of it. I think that's why I put off watching Get Out so long. I'm like afraid to watch Black Mirror. I'm afraid to Your watch. Your voice Get Out. changed just now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I'm just, gonna do it. Just the saying the words Black Mirror made you a little I'm squeamish. Gonna... <laughs> I've never seen you so squeamish before. <laughs> I'll do it for you guys. Okay. You're gonna love this movie. I think I will. I think I will. I think again, all audience, the whole audience, having not seen this, it is still my pick for best picture. (laughs) I don't know if it's gonna win, but I would. I I want to say it's the most enjoyable movie. It could be more well made than it is. Sure, it's well written, fine, but I think there's some elements missing in it Hmm. that a great film should have. I'm gonna watch this before Oscars, and we'll see if my my pick changes. It's interesting that you picked it and you didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. (laughs) I want to see more Jordan Peele movies. Absolutely. I think I think his nominee for director is incredible, but I also don't think he's gonna win. Yeah. No, I don't have him picked for director, but uh, yeah, I think it's phenomenal for him. And I think this is another one right now, especially with just the way that that Hollywood's kind of evolving. I feel like this movie should have already been made. Is my big thing. yeah. Well, I feel like right now it's a weird, the, weird right, time in our the right life person right needed to make it. Yeah, correct. And I think I think this really will. It means we're going to see more Jordan Peele written directed, which is good. And I feel like this movie, if it had flopped, we might not have, but exploded out of the gate. And it's kind of you know it was, you have like a, you know Taika Waititi kind of guys where they make the successful film and then get a blockbuster yes. to do to do what they want with. And I think I think I'm really excited to see his next project. There's no doubt that it's an inspiring film. Mm-hmm. This guy is just like a, basically a, a comedian. They mm-hmm. gave him some money to make a movie, and he knocked it out of the park and destroyed He's it. He's like, I know I've done well, so all rare comedy. To do. Him and like Kumail Nanjiani uh, last but... year, like the two guys that yeah. just destroyed it with mm-hmm. their films. Yeah. No, well, Mike Perbiglio was doing it a little bit heart. before that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're writing about what they know. Yep. Uh, and so I, I think and it's I'm, appealing to a mass audience on top of that. Yeah. Yep. These aren't niche little films. That's why, again, that's why I think YTD would fall in there too. Like his all his short films are sort of like life in New Zealand, especially as um, like some like his. Bo- I don't know if you guys have seen Boy, the one he did, what about essentially no. like a, a native. I've seen Hunt for the Wilder People, and then I've seen because that one Boy is it, that one is is a very much like a kind of what it's like to be um, an Aboriginal kid living in modern New Zealand, kind of, and it's 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 a really good film. Um, but like then you There's watch that, that and you see, other people. yeah, and you see what he brings to a Thor Ragnarok, which is an incredible movie. Um, oh, he directed that. Yeah. yeah. Oh 
Oh my god. Um, and so like I really like getting to see these guys like with very I think unique vision. In I movies. like these contemporary getting, directors, but it's also like fading out a lot of the older directors. Yeah, like, there's no Martin Scorsese film nominated this year. Like even though he made one, right? right? That uh, all the money in the world is that him? Uh, or was no, that somebody else did, who was famous? He did oh. Silence. Which, yeah, which uh, was nominated last year, I think. Oh, was it last year? Yeah, that was I think the oh last my God. year. That movie came and went. No one wanted to see it. It's it's actually, I've had it uh, in my movie library for a while now. Oliver Stone. Maybe I started watching it. and made I turned it off. The one I'm thinking of. Maybe or it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott had uh, an Alien one. Mm-hmm. Alien Covenant came out. No, year? he made all the money in the world. We got Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird is the the last. There, one. No, no, we also didn't talk about Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Oh, Darkest Hour. Yeah, so I I did watch did maybe watch? twenty minutes of it, and then I this I, is the I Gary Oldman film. I turned it. This off. is the Gary Oldman Oscar vehicle, is what this movie is. What? Tell me who's who made it and why does it exist and what is it, it about? It was made to give Gary Oldman an Oscar. <laughs> it feels that way. Didn't he get nominated for Bram Stoker? Was uh, that his I last know. like? Yeah, he got nominated for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and he should have won. I'm really upset. I'm still mad that he didn't. And I think this movie was made as like the he's getting a Leo this Oscar this year, one. where he's like they they're like we should have given it's you an Oscar time. that year. Here is your Oscar for this one. Yeah. Did we and... give Rickman an Oscar before he passed away, or did we miss the boat on him? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I think we missed the boat. I think we might oh, miss the boat. Bummer. Let's not miss the boat on Oldman. No, yeah, Oldman's no. getting it for this, this one. Is the I old think, man in the sure. sea. Give it to him. Um, this is this is like uh, the, I I think I described. It. I don't know if I may described it any of this way, but I is this like, like the King Speech movie of this like is, this category? <laughs> this is like it's, that's how the I same see time. it. Yeah. It's like a discount Lincoln. Oh, me- meeting the king speech oh. like that's this movie okay um where it's it's very clearly like this biopic of a brief hit. it kind of pairs with dunkirk in a way because it's about almost the it's like the, the weeks leading up to dunkirk is what the time period this movie takes place over so are the only present time films get out and billboards yeah. Everything else was in the past, huh? Yeah. We're obsessed oh, with wow. the past that, here. That is interesting. Kind of inter- yeah. Come on, people. Because even, even Lady Bird takes place in 2002. Yeah. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. It does. Get with it. Um, we can't make a contemporary film that people want to think is <laughs> well, Oscar. Yeah. yeah it's okay. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just point, pointing a, a fact <laughs> There's plenty out. of movies that take place fact. today. Yeah. Yeah. So old man, yeah. So all the Oscar movies <laughs> have to be set in the past. I guess yeah, they do. So that's the formula. You gotta. That's so how you win it. <laughs> yeah, get a get a famous actor, get a famous director, put it in the past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie feels it, it's Oldman is amazing. As what Winston is going Churchill. on in this film? It's basically why is this happening? The government. That's why I turned it off because I couldn't tell. The uh, the Chamberlain government oh, in england boy, i'm falling asleep has essentially fallen basically chamberlain was like all about appeasement trying to be like oh if we're just nice to hitler he'll leave us alone and thus hitler took over most of europe um and so it's at the point where people are finally fed up with it so he gets voted out of power and they're they basically um they put, put winston churchill in as prime minister I feel like you're just describing like a history lesson. Well, this is like the what, first. Where does the this movie is the first happen? Ten minutes. I mean, of the movie. Brad, did you like the movie Lincoln? Because it's no. This... <laughs> what, Brad? Get out of here. That movie's great. It's okay. No. Um, but th- yeah, so they bring him in. Um... I like King's speech because he swore a lot. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he was swearing all the time. Oh boy. Um, but it's, it's sort of how Winston Churchill comes in to handle this crisis. Like he was sort of handed this with the assumption that whoever had to deal with this crisis was going to be politically toxic for a while. Cause it was like considered kind of no win in a way. Sure. And, um, 
Because you have to, you have to, de- like, you have there to was, declare war. I, I don't remember who it is. There's another guy that was in the, I think, the Labour Party at the time. I'm not sure. How, there's, British have, like, 100 political parties. Um, but that was, a, like, everyone assumed he would be the next prime minister, and he deferred, like, and brought in Churchill instead, specifically because he didn't want to have to deal with the events that were happening then, because he's like, I know if I do, I'm not going to be prime minister in the future. Um, yeah. So... Like it, it's sort of like they everyone keeps pushing Churchill to continue to look for peace instead of pushing for war because they all still remember World War One. They don't want to deal with that again. Um, I mean, that was like five years ago. People, come on, <laughs> get uh, over it. And so it, he's he's trying to like figure out what he's gonna do and uh, trying to appease multiple sides all at the same time and navigate these political waters. Where uh, basically after they bring him in as prime minister, they all are like, "Ooh, this was a bad idea. We should really force him out of office." Like Winston Churchill. Yeah. Oh wow. They're like, we should really force him back out of office immediately because we don't loved like him. him. That was the whole eventually. The whole thing, eventually, right? they loved him. Be- the, the events in this movie essentially are what kind of gave him this cult status for a long time in england um so uh what what year does this movie take place because i could not figure that 39? out 39 is it 39 i think it's 39 okay yeah and like they they had to declare war on germany because they were basically like invading other countries they invaded uh czechoslovakia well yeah and at the, again this was taking place during the events of dunkirk so they're also thinking oh like we need to sue for peace with hitler basically before he kills all of our troops um their point was like if we ask hitler really nicely he'll probably let us still be england even while he takes over the rest of europe and they'll probably be fine and so so, so british wanted to join with hitler no well, no they were basically like okay with him invading they were okay with austria him. they were, they were like, like letting him yeah they're like it. okay you can have mainland europe just let us alone and again, huh. they, he was because well, they didn't want to get into another giant world war. Yeah, and again, mm. there was immense pressure to just not have their entire army killed. Like it's like three hundred thousand. I'm, I'm starting men. to dislike the British. Um, <laughs> well, they're they're in a very tough position. The, the, yeah, the Chamberlain government gets but a lot of crap. Well, some Revolution. of which is deserved, but it was a real tough position. <laughs> You're for them. so bitter about I'm that. I'm going back to that one. And the War of eighteen twelve. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> These British. Uh, Where those do they guys. Go? um yeah so yeah i mean it's it's a political intrigue film um it's but if you already know your history you don't need to see it no i i would say this is a film that like if you want to see gary oldman act like act like amazing is it more or less just a a biopic like like giving glory to winston churchill the same way lincoln was just giving glory to Abraham yes, Lincoln. which it, it also feels kind of weird because especially right now there's a a big kind of uh, I don't want to say revisionist I think that's the wrong word but uh, people are taking a very different view of Churchill in in the modern day where you're like ugh he did a lot of things that weren't okay um, that we, he made bad decisions and just kind of bumbled his way into a lot of stuff and was very good at blaming others. Um, it's gotta so, be hard to be so, a prime minister like at the end of this film this movie I thought the last 20 minutes of this movie really let down the preceding movie well cause the first 20 minutes got Andy out of the film um, yeah the last 20 minutes it just gets real sappy like there's this uh, like I I'm, I feel fine spoiling this but there's like there's a moment where he he like just gets out of his car halfway to like addressing parliament about like seeking some surrender terms with Hitler and just like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of my car and take the subway. And then he gets on the subway and it's full of regular British folks. And he's like, tell me British people, what do you think we should do? And they're all like, we should fight the Germans. He's like, I'm going to fight the Germans. And then he goes and gives a speech (laughs) 
like somewhere else that he's like not gonna sue for peace now and it felt very contrived and i'm like how can you oh, sue boy. for peace you just i mean there was a quest for oh, peace. I mean, the, the term four. is just sue for <laughs> when you're when you're asking for surrender terms basically like it's called just suing for peace it's not actually like a lawsuit or something you're just basically asking for yeah, the terms of, of surrender <laughs> um essentially is there gonna be a moment like that in our nation where donald trump's on a sub subway oh, and that's boy. what the americans oh, do and then no, he would, would never be... go on a subway <laughs> yeah that's true like, would he go into a subway and get a sandwich he would buy his own no, he golden would, subway he would and then get him his sub maybe there'll be a moment like that when they make the trump movie on it would be him in the White House yeah. demanding someone get him Subway 60 for dinner. 60 years from now, in Trump's future, <laughs> this movie's going to get made about him. Uh, oh, that society's bet... Gary Oldman is going to be him. Yeah. Win the Oscar. If anything, in like five years, Oliver Stone's going to be like, I already got an idea for a Trump movie. <laughs> yeah. I bet he's making one now. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he made so, W like yeah, the year that's after. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was in the it same be, year that he was president. Really it might have been. It yeah. did. It was real quick. It was in his last year as president. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was an okay movie. I would watch it if you want to see Gary Oldman be very good, but it's it's a it's a skippable film. I don't know. And I'm I skipped it. Like, I, I did too. I'm surprised. I that, I'm surprised I got a Best Picture nomination. Honestly, let's get on to the movie that I wanted to see the most and didn't. Lady Bird. That you one. didn't see Lady Bird? No. Not about Lady Bird. Johnson. I wanted to Big see surprise it. To the me. trailer looked great. It was a fun. It was like yep. Juno, but she was. Yeah. A less jokey. Yeah. It and wasn't. Then, and then that Madcap and I Roseanne's in... sister was in it. Lori Metcalf is She's fantastic phenomenal. in this movie. As much as I liked Frances McDormand in. Uh, three billboards and how much i'm very sure she's going to win best supporting i think isn't laura metcalf supporting yeah, laura metcalf should have won she's nominated and she's like essentially the second place pick but it, it seems well, wait, 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 wait. she wouldn't be the Frances lead mcdormand is nominated for best actress yes sorry laura metcalf is best supporting best oh supporting sorry, i'm talking about allison janney and i tanya she's nominated she's the front runner for best oh, supporting right. actress and ah, i don't i, I think laura metcalf should get it I want I can, her to. I can totally respect is, and understand. This that. is the one category where I'm. I I didn't pick my gut. And Allison Janney's a, a good-looking lady. Yeah, and she she was great in I Tanya, but I felt like her role was yeah, very small great, in that. Yeah. And uh, Laurie Metcalf in this film is so believable. Like she, it feels so real. Every all the interactions that she's having in this movie, yeah. and it's it's it was really interesting to watch. I thought I had a real good time getting involved in the story i think because the, she was the good characters in this movie feel a lot more real they do than most it, of the this, other movies this feels like, like it, i don't know growing up like we were in high school and essentially when this film took place like it feels yeah. like that <laughs> it feels that the, the time feels right and like the music is like you're like oh yeah this is what people would be doing and Although I I did not totally enjoy this movie. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed I a lot of scenes and sequences in it. I know you didn't care for I think the ending. Yeah, you had said you kind of felt well, there wasn't no, enough. I, I would say the ending kind of wrapped up the story that she was telling in a good way. Mm -hmm. the The story the story wasn't really there. It's mostly about uh, Lady Bird. Yeah, is this Lady Napoleon Dynamite? Is that kind of what this movie is? No, no, no it's not nearly no. absurdist enough for that. Mm. Um. It's, it's it's mostly about a. She seems uh, quirky. She yeah. she it's one of the, she's like the teen in school who's sort of like a, is she just going through like puberty or whatever, going through problems. She's like finding herself. Yeah. At, like see, yeah. it's her coming senior of year of high it's school, so she's of yeah, she's coping with the transition out of high school and she she's like in an awkward position because she's a 
she doesn't feel totally connected to her her mom and her brother. Yep. They're her brother's a totally opposite person from her mm-hmm. in terms of like their sensibility. She's going to a Catholic school, but she's not religious. So she's in a bunch of situations where she feels like she doesn't she's fit in out of place. anywhere. Yeah, and, and so she's really spending most of the movie trying to find out what her place is. Like where where what's her scene? Like who are her people? What's her sensibility? Yep. I feel like there's there's a kind of a fun undercurrent. One of the things I kind of liked in this film is that it, it, the movie sets it up as like, oh, like she she very much wants to get out of Sacramento is like one of the big underlying currents. It, she's like, this is just a small like town in California. No one cares about Sacramento. What happens here? Like, I need to get to the big city. And... I want to see the story about the kid who wants to go to Sacramento. Is you know, <laughs> yeah, even a worse place. Than she is. <laughs> They're like, I hate living in the city. <laughs> Can't wait to get to beautiful, huge Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> um, and and then like she she like uh, there's a point where she sort of does uh, get out and basically oh, get realizes. Out. Yes. That, I, oh, I'm pointing at it right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she sort of realizes that she wasn't this like big fish in a small pond she thought she was i guess um and it's sort of this realization that like everyone feels in high school like they're like oh no one understands me and then you're like oh boy i was kind of insufferable <laughs> like in retrospect and i that felt very real to me yeah. <laughs> that was really good i thought i thought the ending was a nice little like bow tie on the whole story yes i would agree um i thought it was i, I almost felt it was a little too abrupt but uh, maybe i'm wrong i don't know i, I might be i'm excited it, about Gre- greta gerwig yeah, actor yeah. turned uh, director. Yes, another one of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killing Ugh, it. One of those Killing people, it. like a Jordan Peele, like a you know these guys. <laughs> Someone new, Melangiani. And this is, a, yeah. I think this is a exactly. written and directed. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Killing it. It's great. Yeah, it it was very. Is, it's a very good. I don't movie. really know Greta Gerwig all that well, but I feel like it's mostly her story. Like yeah, she's, I would. She's agree. writing her mm. own story. I don't know enough about her to say so. Uh, yeah, but, I, I also. I, like I was just imagining that she's like a mm-hmm. Sacramento person who moved to New York and became, you know, a, a fi- in films. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's all these interpersonal. It's a very Does she relationship want anything driven other film. Other than to get out of Sacramento, she, she want to be no, an artist. No, that's her main goal. She, be she a, wants to get out and you know be a musician. No, she wants not to really. Own a hot dog. I think so. Store. Here's here's my big problem with the movie. So her main goal is to is to be able to go to college in New York. And there are many obstacles in place. And that is the main obstacle is that her parents are middle-class people and they cannot afford... I to, can't afford that. To yeah. send her to college. Yeah, get a job. Now, however, she doesn't really contribute to that goal in any way. Her parents do. And just at, at a point, they're like, all right, you can go to college. Yeah. There's a and lot- I, I feel like she didn't really... She didn't really do anything to contribute to that goal. Yeah. However, the yes. story is more or less about her uh, uh, yeah. going through and in line, her last year of high school. In line with that, too, is that, yeah, she has these dreams of going to college in New York, but it's in that, like, she keeps feeling like her parents are holding her back from that. But it's not... like that's, You don't understand, she, Dad. Yeah, no, she sets you it up... get it. She sets that up to herself that way, but then, like, she's also getting rejected from a lot of schools because she's not an exceptional student this seems like me like, in 2002 yeah this is all our high school yeah. coming of age stories, exactly man. that's this movie feels very real yeah, at least i don't know maybe are, it's just for us but it's the, it's the most confusing. relatable it's yeah. the most relatable Time. movie it is 
Um, but um, the the ending, the resolution feels very like Deus Ex Machina. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Like she she wants this goal, the and then like her like dad is, is just like gives her a letter like here you go, here you go. Like what well, you we you, figured you it out. Your goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Like the mom is spending time like trying to figure out like on paper like how much is this gonna cost and can we save here and there and, yeah. and how can we get her in in college in New York. There were a bunch of like uh, side stories that I wanted more of, I, and I feel like that's silly because the interplay between her and her parents and like in general was very interesting. But like, I wanted more of her brother's story. I thought he was yeah, something... underutilized in the film. Yeah, um, and her her brother's also married, and like so his wife also lives with them. They're all living in the same house, and I, I like the two of them were very interesting characters that I wanted more of. I enjoyed how they ended the the brother's yeah. storyline though mm-hmm. even though he he wasn't quite in the movie yeah i think that's, they, yeah, they again, ended that's in a really good scene i got bits of that and i'm like oh i want more of this i like it was really interesting so want to know more about the dad mm-hmm. um there's a lot of peripheral stories that i just wanted more of but it wasn't their story so i understand why we're following ladybird specifically so we only get to see essentially what she gets to see almost in terms of those stories and how they progress so is this a prequel to Birdman in the Michael Keaton film? <laughs> it could be. She became Maybe she's Michael like Keaton. Emma Stone. <laughs> right. There's a lot of like, just put Bird in the movie. Is that how we're trying to escapegoat into the Oscars? No, I want to well, figure this yeah. out, guys. Well, Lady Bird, she, so her like, actual She gave her name, name. yeah. she That's in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, is it? I'm, okay. just, I'm just talking about birds in movies. <laughs> bird movies? The birds. The birds, That was yeah. nominated for an that? Oscar. Come on. Yeah, Birdemic. Birdemic Ooh, was not yeah, nominated. Okay. <laughs> Nobody saw that film. Uh, the Crow is another movie. <laughs> oh boy, The Raven with John Cusack. You guys remember that got made? No, that, that was a film that happened. <laughs> like The Raven, like Edgar Allan Poe. You blinked and you missed it. Oh my! <laughs> Did it come after or before fourteen? That was like three years ago. <laughs> it was recent. It was... I only picked John Cusack movies that are before fourteen. It was an Edgar Allan Poe action film starring John Cusack. What? Oh no! I'd see it. <laughs> no, nobody did. Put it on the list. No, <laughs> not on the list. All right, let's meander around Oscar talks. Yeah, those are the big nine. Those are what's going to be nominated. Big ones. What else you guys want to talk about? Let I it en- loose. I, I enjoyed. This is your time to say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah try to say it. something, Andy. Andy, would you just tell us already? What do you want? <laughs> oh. I Tanya. I liked I Tanya. I did too. Yeah, it was. Um, the- <laughs> It was it's it's great because it's a historical piece, but it's like modern history, and you, I mean, you get I to know what happened with I Tanya love Harding and Nancy in general. Kerrigan. Like one of my favorite, one of my like guilty pleasure favorite movies is Pirates of Silicon Valley, which is a made-for-TV oh, yeah. docudrama. I do like that movie. That movie's I great. Love it. I've I seen love it like that four movie. times. It's a fun film, and it's like I, I don't know I, that that this premise always likes me. And the story is so goofy in this. It's the perfect uh, vehicle. To, Did you see to Jobs last story. year? The year before, whatever one. No, was. actually, it's. I, it's yeah. on my list, and I, I still just you haven't watched watch it yet. I should. It's a biopic. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I think that the only thing that Itanya suffers from is not uh, knowing... Kneecap getting hit <laughs> with a pipe? Uh, the second thing that Itanya suffers from <laughs> is that it doesn't know what genre it wants to be. Ice yeah. skating genre didn't hit it? Well, no, it, it wants to be a drama, but then at times it's like, no, I'm a comedy! It's, yeah, it's a drama... <laughs> That's what with Battle of the Sexes It's like year. they made they went out to make a drama film and then realized that the story they were doing was too funny to not 
make it almost yeah, a comedy. It's a silly film. And so like it, it, it makes sense silly. though because because like, it's trying to tell almost like Tanya Harding has a, a fairly tragic backstory. I think you watched yeah. the document, the actual documentary. Oh my on god! Her, and so if it, I highly recommend anybody to go watch the Price of Gold, which is yeah. the ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentary. It explains everything, and it it is incredible because it kind yeah. of humanizes. Uh, Tanya Harding. And the film does touch on like the idea that like she was constantly kind of getting shit on by a lot of the figure, yes. other figure skaters mm-hmm. and the associations she because wasn't she's, the look. Yeah, she she's wasn't not the look yeah, that the was. American uh, but she figure was, skating. But she was so good that she kept progressing Winning. within the sport. Like that's she <laughs> is she's the first American to complete a trick triple axel at an event, at a, uh, an Olympic event. Person in general. I thought the men had done it, but she, well, was it oh, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. First female. To yeah. Do okay. That. At an Olympic event. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and they do they do really touch upon that in the film about like how good she really was. Like she was a very good skater and was yeah like and then she's getting held back by the figure skating figure skating association. Her mom is wrecking her life in ways. Her ex husband is like wrecking her life in ways. It's just yeah. like there's so many adverse adversities coming at her at the same time. She's but, dealing with a lot. Yeah, and it kind of explains how she became who she was. Um, because yeah. like she talks about in the documentary about having to like basically hand sew all of her costumes, mm-hmm. whereas Nancy Kerrigan like she had yeah, sponsors and like people would give yeah. her costumes. And those things are like thousands of dollars for those costumes. Yeah. It's insane how much they cost. And like she she wasn't picking the right music to do mm-hmm. her 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 shows to. Like the the triple axel that she does. She's literally dancing to 1989 Batman music. Yep. <laughs> and, like, people are, like, it's an incredible moment for her to do that, but people, like, didn't this like that she was. Yep. Yeah. They're like, this isn't the image we want. It's for not the right skating. look that they wanted. Yep. And so she she even felt that she was getting marked down because of all of these I things. I get marked down, and I get up again. <laughs> she yeah, she got up. Like, she would have done a routine to that song. Does it end the movie with that scene, or is it like no, does it happen and then nope, it goes? It's on. about the middle. Yeah, it's about okay. the middle of the film. Yeah, because then it goes into. There's a lot of backlash after. It that. It went into right. like how that happened. Yeah, and then the aftermath. And it's a sad, oh, sad story mm-hmm. because after that happens, um, it is like three weeks from the Winter Olympics. Yep. In Lilyhammer and. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan ends up recovering in that time period and she skates really well. And Tanya Harding, uh, has a problem with her, her laces on her skate and she almost gets disqualified because she's not on the ice at the right time. She starts her routine and then she stops and has to go to the judges and she begs them to let her tie her shoe and start over, yeah. which almost never happens, but they, they agree to let her do that. Wow. But then they, ever since that moment, yeah, yeah. Her her show just fell it just apart. fell apart. Yeah, and it's then, so sad. Well, and then Aww. and then what's what's also bad too is then you, uh, Kerrigan wins the silver, and there's like the famous picture of her being like, like she's really upset that she didn't win gold, and so she like she's like get this garbage medal off me kind of thing, and you're like, yeah. it's just a weird series of events. I think like people people always associate her with with that event and as if like she did it and it's it's still like we don't know if yeah. she did it or not yeah. or how much she knew which they also address i think in the movie at the beginning they're like this is you know basically this story has been told five different times by a bunch of different people and none of them are at all the same story so mm. we, we can never really know lost in the sands of time <laughs> yeah. yeah and because because this whole event hangs over her head she um people forget that she's a human being and that yes. um you know she has feelings and emotions and and she's she's still an incredible athlete yeah 
Yeah. So we got the O.J. Simpson one. We got the I, Tanya, When's the John Bobbitt movie coming? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that next year? So I'm waiting. Let's Ooh. see it. <laughs> as, as long as they go into the fact that he became a porn star after that. <laughs> that was like, those, those are the three big stories I remember in the 90s. Uh, I did want to ask if either of you had seen the Florida Project. No, no. I started. I tried to watch it, it and then I stopped. I haven't watched it, it yet. I didn't like it. No, I, I didn't, didn't like, like it either. Okay, I'm curious. What I about the yeah, big, you see the big sick too. The big sick is good. I, I have not seen to. it. I need I to. to. Nominated, yeah. nominated for uh, script, I think. Yeah, <sighs> it's a fun little uh, romantic. He, he wrote comedy. that with his wife, and it's a true story based on their actual life. Yeah, there's some definitely like embellishment. Oh, absolutely. Do you guys think Baby Driver's picking up any Oscars? Is it nominated for any? Yeah, it's got it's up for best sound uh, mixing. It's up for editing, like, best soundtrack, best editing overall. Best. I don't think best soundtrack is <laughs> best soundtrack wins. Yeah. No, yeah, they got best the Grammys, best sound editing, best sound mixing, and best editing. I think are the three that it's in. I think Kevin Spacey really killed this movie's chance of being anything <laughs> special. That's a very valid. Really, that could be. It could be. <laughs> Like forever. It's kind of unfortunate. It's like such the black mark. Yeah. yeah. Poor and I, film. And I liked him in it too. Yeah, I yeah. do. That's yeah. the whole. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. And How do you separate the art exactly. from the artist? Exactly. It's a struggle, and it's yeah. I wonder. It's we'll have to see kind of how that all shakes out. Or how out, do you I separate guess. the act from the actor? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't. <laughs> I don't like the they're way the same you person. Put that. Wait, well, I wasn't trying to put it. In I know, but you did put it some way. What else? What else you want to talk about? What's uh, Coco? Best, that that's win winning sure? Best Anthem? Animated for sure. It's winning Best Song. Baby, I think it's Baby also going to win Best Original Song. I think it's it? going to get Best Original Song, too, I think. I almost watched The Baby Boss. I came real close to hitting the it's play button boss, on baby. it. It was on like Netflix, and I was like, this is no. nominated for an Oscar. No. <laughs> I, this is the the baby fact boss. that they can slap Oscar-nominated Boss Baby on that cover, I'm like, ooh. Are they struggling that hard to find animated films to nominate? I think it's Boss Baby. I like Baby Boss better. I'm going to call it Baby Boss instead, though. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um Pixar also has a short film this year that no one saw because it got yanked. It got yanked it was from so bad. in the front Olaf of Coco for this twenty film. minute frozen featurette mm-hmm. that what? was bad. Real bad. They put it on the D V D though. So or whatever. I got and I did not hear about this ahead of time, um, which apparently a lot of people did. I did I'd never heard of this. So I went to see Coco because I see every Pixar film. Did you see the short? And I got to I'm I'm sitting there, I'm super geeked because their shorts are so good. I like last year's Sandpiper was extremely good. I liked Sandpiper a lot. Is that from Moana? uh no moana had a had the one where it was like a body the brain and the stomach kind of like oh, yeah, competing with yeah, each yeah. other or brain and the heart was it in and out which was also or really in, good inside, inside out, out. <laughs> i've been saying in and out all podcast. uh inside out's a different movie but um the short they had in front of moana was a really good one too um which was also nominated i think for short but sandpiper was about like a little bird on the beach learning how to be a bird that lives on a beach <laughs> it's, hmm. it's a strange story but he's afraid of water and like that's like a part of their life so it's like the parent is trying to like show him it's fine and it's it's really really good. There's they're so good at telling stories with zero dialogue. I want to see and Coco. I haven't seen it yet. Coco it was phenomenal. It's, it's nice. It, visually, it's it. incredible. The music was amazing. I wanted more or like diegetic music in the film. Like hmm. the soundtrack's good. It's like Michael Giacchino, um, who does like all their films. But the songs they perform in the movie um, are done by a whole slew of different people. But and they're phenomenal. <laughs> they're really really good. Um, I've heard it's like Beetlejuice. Yeah, I, yeah it I is. Said that. I'm it excited. Is. Uh, yeah, it there's, is very similar to yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, there's I'm like an underworld. I heard that from somebody. <laughs> yeah, 
It's Somebody a rumor. Said, it was a rumor me. going I think around. I heard a podcast where someone was talking about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got really excited. I wanted to see the Pixar short for this film, and then Frozen comes on, and I was like, "Oh, great! It's like a Frozen short." I still it, haven't seen Frozen. It's a twenty-minute. That's too thing. long. Twenty minutes. I That's sat there saying, "Why am I watching it?" And ninety percent of it is a song by the Olaf the Snowman, who's my least favorite character from Frozen. Ugh. It's so bad. It was so bad, and I, I I can just picture like a bunch of guys like suits sitting in a room being like, "Well, we're worried not enough people are going to go see a movie about Mexican culture. Throw the whitest property we have at it." And I'm like, Ugh. "Did Logan get nominated for something?" It, I did. Think it, it did. It got its uh, best adapted screenplay, I, I believe. Logan right. came out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It came what? out I think in like May. Jan- I think or was it? I thought it was like February. Maybe it was. I early. thought it came out like two years ago. Yeah, it came out early last year. Um, and that movie's so freaking good. I'd say it's up for adapted screenplay. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm kind of curious. Like, I feel like that's a dark horse to win that one. Sure. <laughs> I watched a uh, a short yesterday that was nominated short yeah. documentary. Okay, um, it was about a woman that was pulled over for a speeding traffic stop, and um, pretty. It, it's maybe like a thirty minute documentary, um, and it it shows from the dash cam like this police officer really quickly like taking this like hundred. 10 pound woman like down like Hmm. slamming her to the ground and it's it's kind of more or less about like police brutality and like the tactics they use and um racism and how that how that has do you remember which one this was like what the name of it was it's also like what the documentary is trying to do too Oh, okay yeah there's a lot of like contemporary stuff especially like syria i think it's been like a big like the best doc for a lot of films there's a yeah because they have like a kind of a follow-up to the white helmets from last year that is Mm -hmm. one of the ones that this year with the last man in aleppo i think right um that looks good um there's a short documentary i want to see called uh, heroin um which Mm -hmm. i think is on netflix netflix Um, next rick's bought that one i think that's a that's a feature yeah oh it might be I, i believe um faces faces i think is one like or something like that is another one that everyone's been talking about that i want to see so from what i understand like the short and feature docs this year have all been exceptional they're always really really good yeah they're always really sad and (laughs) gut-wrenching really are i saw the i uh, love watching all five of them last year all the shorts and they were all sad and depressing Mm -hmm. and awful and great (laughs) yeah yes but boy do they make you feel like that's exactly what they want you to feel sad sad yeah they're they're telling you something mm-hmm. they're telling you what's going on i'm curious like i know for animated shorts this year like i said no one saw the pixar one because it got pulled essentially from in front of uh coco um but apparently it is like one of the least likely to win from what everyone's been saying that field i guess this year is super strong and i was reading some of the descriptions like um is it uh kobe bryant has a he yeah. produced a documentary with like one of the like some old animator from disney about basketball that looks really cool it's like like pencil drawn oh, uh, nice. animation looks really cool um there's like two others that are fantastic i can't remember what they're about now but like the, all the small fields this year i feel like those are, are the extremely strong that That's, and sound very interesting films, and i need yeah. to i really need to delve into them this time usually i just it's hard to find them sometimes but the documentaries are getting easier just because netflix picks up so many of them Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a couple of movies. I think Mudbound is Mudbound is that, stuff. It's yep. got an original song. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an Amazon movie that's nominated for something I too. I think adapted screenplay it's also up for. So, yeah. so Netflix and Amazon are going to make their and way I, into I the Oscars. I think Mudbound also uh, Mary, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is the first person ever to be nominated for like best song and best supporting actress. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. 
Yeah. There's a lot of... Should have been David Bowie in Labyrinth. Oof. <laughs> Should have been. Wow. What a miss. What a snub. <laughs> oh, no. Don't anger our fans. We got a lot of okay, Labyrinth okay, fans. Okay. I, no, I, yeah, sorry. Oh, My bad. <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to be, I think it'll be an interesting Oscars this year. Hopefully it doesn't last for fucking four hours. It's going to be oh, forever. It's going, it's going to. God damn, it's so damn long. They're going to start yeah. it at eight. Or seven or whatever it is, and it's gonna go until. I feel like the Academy is always like last three for the best. Every ones. year the Academy is like, why do why do less people watch the Oscars every year? They try to rush through them, and I'm but... like, because it's ninety percent commercials and it's four hours long on a Sunday. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna put it out there because like I know that they have the side Oscars that they do the technical Oscars, yeah, that they don't show. Yep. They'll they'll show you snippets of it, but like. Cut they have out. to. They have to take sound engineering, sound design, throw those over to that category because there's just too many categories to get through. While yeah. they're running a commercial, just put a little box in the corner of those categories winning. Yeah. Look over there if you want to see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't even account for commercials. Just let it keep going. Uh, yeah, I also think they could do like uh, someone was. They were talking this year about the Winter Olympics and watching the Canadian broadcast of the Winter Olympics where. For commercial breaks, they would do picture-in-picture picture during commercial breaks. Like the, Brilliant. Yeah. And I'm like, why wouldn't you do that during a live event? Like, that makes so much sense. And but, then, you know, US TV is not going to do that. US TV is totally too much money on the Canadian line. And, and, yeah. and yeah. And it's like, oh, I, yeah. There's may, better ways to do it. At some point, it might happen. But, yeah, it's not going to happen like this yeah. weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, it's always... Both, both the, the Academy and commercials will be very offended if they did picture-in-picture. Picture, yeah, think. absolutely they would. And so I think that's... It's it's kind of a struggle to find that balance, and I'm like, I you know, I watch it every year because it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, we can all pick and see who wins, and there's like that added element I think that makes watching it more fun. Yeah, I would not watch it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I would just read about it as a kid and like saw what won, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's exactly. Fun. Yep, good. Yeah, I didn't have to sit through that slog. Um, I need to watch the MTV Movie Awards in four months. Thank you very much. I got to see who won Best Kiss. <laughs> that's where my priorities are at as a 17 year old boy. Oh, oh man. man, I'm still. I can. My biggest gripe is still that there's no like best stunts category. Like that seems bonkers to me. Like because it's usually just like two people doing all the stunts. Well, I don't. Yeah, maybe. But they John should Wick be recognized. John Wick needs to win that award. They've got Come makeup. On. They got costumes. They got sound stuff. Like why? Why is there not like even in the technical awards? There's no stunt category. And like I remember going and seeing. Um, there's probably a different sort of um, well, award takes, show for Lone, that. I saw it Lone Survivor in theaters, and ninety percent of this movie are guys falling down mountains, hitting rocks and trees, and it's brutal. It was. Like watching that, I'm like, this is some incredible stunt work, and you're like, well, you'll get like, I'm sure they like this, like the stunt union probably has their own awards thing they do, yeah, but sure that's do. the and no one knows about it. It's not broadcast. And that's the only you're not gonna get like that wider recognition for it, and like you see the stunts they pulled for Mad Max, and you're like, that's you know. It's no, no one's gonna think about that. Well, it 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 takes time too because uh, I think like best animated feature that wasn't a category until the early two thousands, yep. and that so... was yeah. And there's a lot of speculation as to why. Like uh, like the like old old Academy was worried that about too many animated f- like films making it into best picture. Was and Beauty like, and the Beast we... one of the first ones? Was that one yeah. of its notoriety? Yeah. And they're like, we don't want to risk a- actors doing real person acting getting pushed but, but out. But there were some that got nominated for both, right? In the past, like Toy Story three got best picture. Yes, and best but, yeah. Toy Story three is the last animated film that has been in the best picture category, and it was the first one in a while that had been there. 
Um, but yeah, they, they kind of relegated them to their own space now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's how Which you end up with Lost Baby like getting a, nominated for an Academy Award. It, it feels kind of like a shame because there's certain movies that, like, they, they probably could stand up against the Miyazaki some films. of these. Oh, like, yeah. Any Miyazaki like, Spirited Away like, yeah. could have been in the best cate- best picture yeah. category. No, yeah, that. absolutely. And, and a lot of times they don't even get considered because they have their own category for animated. So they're like, oh, we don't think about them for best picture. Why would we? Yeah. And it's like only when you get a film that's like as <laughs> extreme, as incredibly strong as Toy Story 3, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's movies that could stand on their own that way. So yeah. I so what's know. your pick to win it? Pick one. In it to Spotlight. win it. Spotlight. No wait. <laughs> what? It went to Moonlight. <laughs> Sorry guys. The Postlight. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say The Shape of Water. Ooh. I'm gonna say that. Ew. I think. I think really? this. Mm. I, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. my Get Out for now. But my backup pick <laughs> is, that, is yeah. my backup pick is Three Billboards. Three Billboards. Trace Billboardos. I mean, I want to say. say Get Out. I, I, maybe I should just say Get Out because that's the one I want to win. That's that's why it's my pick. It's, that's my resolution this year. Pick the one I want to win. I even I'm just, seen it. But I always just pick mm. the one I enjoyed the most. I've watched all. The, I watched so many of these films this year, and a lot of them I was like, these were good movies, but I didn't feel like one exploded out at me like it like I would have expected. They were underwhelming. Yeah, I would. That's a good way to describe. I feel like the category, the the films this year. Saying that, the words "get out" the best picture is hard. That seems like awkward, but that'd be really cool if it. <laughs> the winner is get, get out. out. Everybody get. <laughs> Everyone out. collectively stands up. <laughs> I'd say get out. Number one, Shape of Water. Number two, Ladybird. Number three. That'd be my pick. I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair ranking. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a tough pick. I think the best picture category this year is very close. Well, they're all kind of terrible. That's I don't in their own way. I almost I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. the case, but at yeah, the yeah. same time, I'm thinking like I was looking back recently at some of the previous category like best picture full like fields, and I'm like, oh my god, these are bad movies. Like looking back at these, and I'm like, I feel like now it might almost be that like films have come pretty far, at least in terms of what's being picked for best film. And I'm like, they all seem equally not that good but they're all very good. <laughs> yeah. In the past, I'm looking at them like, why Why are these nominated? These are terrible movies. Yeah, and they kind of wrote themselves in a corner, too. Like, they have, they have like, they have to have nine movies. Yeah. Because that's what they always pick is nine movies for Best Picture. And so, like, a couple of them get in there. It's like, you shouldn't be in this category. You're just there to, like, fill up the space. It's like there. Phantom Thread is in there. There's a lot of talk about like the reason That's they expanded the in the first movie. place is because mar- now more movies can market themselves as Academy Award winning movies. That's why so many Academy Award movies come out like right at the end of the year, so that when they do either move to act wide theatrical release, I think they or make some more forgettable DVD when there's sales. more of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they they dilute the brand, and uh, so I don't know if that was the right. They should just like put choice. it down to like five or something like That's that. That's what like, it used to be for a long time. It was uh, five movies. That seems good. Yeah. Then they went to ten. Maybe less if you want away. to. I don't care. Yep. Make it three movies. Because like Dunkirk shouldn't be in there. Phantom Thread shouldn't be in there. Maybe even the Darkest Hour shouldn't be in there. I don't know. I think Darkest Hour could get cut, and I uh, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think Post might be able to get cut. I don't, I would keep Dunkirk in there because the scope of that film was insane. Yeah. Like the, it's a making that movie was technically insane. So I understand appreciating just the effort it's kind of revenanty where it's like you just appreciate the yeah, effort of making that movie rather than it being actually good in any sort of way it's just <laughs> impressive that it got made at all yeah the scope of that film is just crazy um so 
you yeah i understand that but yeah there's definitely like looking at this list there's at least two or three that could easily get cut and you're like yeah making this smaller is also maybe. big sick not being on there i was kind of yeah that's i feel like that's kind of surprising when you look at some of the other about that. sickening Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bad joke <laughs> on that. Yeah, it's a lot of words about the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs>